I'm DJ. I'm Brittany. And I'm Bree. And this is Surviving Life. For a while, you were saying bonjour. I know, but now I'm out of <laughs> languages, so. Try it again. Uh, Guten yeah. talk. Oh, you mm-hmm. fucked it all yeah, up. Okay. I, know, I choked under pressure. <laughs> Guten talk? Guten talk. Isn't that German? It's German. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, eyes, we're cultured. Uh, we're cultured. Harder, Dennis Wayne, <laughs> and you're going to send yourself into a seizure. Yeah, or. DJ, don't do that. <sighs> He's so happy to be back. Look we haven't so recorded happy. in so long, so He's this is so like... Yeah, I don't even know if I remember how to do this. He's so happy about this. <laughs> you look really happy. <laughs> I am happy. Fuck you both. You do. You <laughs> I am happy. You fuck you both. <laughs> you have an inner glow. <laughs> you do. <laughs> pregnant. Yeah. You're pregnant? Okay. <laughs> well, well, thank God. We need I a baby in this room. I had suspected, but I didn't want to put you on front street. So. We've been asking for yeah, a baby, and well. I'm not providing one, so... I can't. Get, I provided I can't a dog. Yeah. I don't know what else. So. You provided a dog. Yeah, we yeah. have Chewy. So the dog we never wanted. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> rude. Uh, I think he's getting old and senile. You think? You think? Yeah. Pretty, yeah. <laughs> the fuck have you been? Well, nobody sent me the memo because, like, the other Pretty, day. No, we've been telling you to so quit. You don't think he's getting old? No. You bought the dog no. old. It's so like, funny though because, like, understand. I didn't buy him. I got him for free. Uh, well, well, I rescued him. But who rescued who? You accept it? Oh, stop it! <laughs> fucking stop it! Oh my god, I'm getting you. We're gonna take bumper. another break. Oh, oh my god, I'm out of here. We have to get you the bumper sticker now. Clearly, who rescued who? Stop. I will never. I I'll was, settle for a t-shirt at this point. I'll wear a t-shirt. Okay. You guys are all about making t-shirts, aren't yeah. you? Yeah. I have a t-shirt yeah. that says Namaste at home with my dog. I love that, actually. Somebody got it for me for Mother's Day because they're like, you're oh, a dog Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Oh, I don't know if that's, my life. If, if that's great or terribly sad. I don't know. No, you remember both. that? Uh, it's both. <laughs> you, you remember <laughs> that? Comp- or, I don't even know what it was. That they were called Big Dog. Mm-hmm. You yes, remember that shit? Yes. There was one at the outlet. There was. Yeah. They should have stuck around. They'd have been making a killing off of you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have a small dog, though. So, like. Oh, well, whatever. Can't shop there. It's for big dogs. Jay <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> looks like he's going to have a heart attack. <laughs> Speaking of DJ's inner glow, so. Tell us about your frolic in the woods. I've been waiting to talk to you My about this. My frolic in the woods. I was, because I feel like you always give me shit about my... Her frolicking yes. in the woods. So Just around the river Do river I bend. give you so, shit? Yeah. Yeah. That's because you're you like, do. you say shit like that. Though. Just around yeah, the river So now you are the pot calling the kettle black. Yeah. So do tell, Dennis Wayne. I you're guess. excited. What I, made you go for a hike? Uh, I I had to do cardio that day, so I was like, well, I'll just go take a hike in the fucking woods and sweat and get a Listen little bit Listen to of... some music? Yeah. Did you enjoy it? No, I was it? actually listening to a podcast. Did, you, okay. there, Did but... you enjoy it? Yeah. You um, seemed at peace. No, yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, I, I live near um, 
Caledonia. Yeah, up the, great hikes up there. Yeah. I've been on all them up the Pole Steeple. Brittany and I did yeah, that. Yeah, I was going to say the we hearth, did that. The Hearth Trail. Yeah. Oh, I did the, the, the charcoal shit? That's yeah. what I did. Yeah. That's the one I, it's I did. It's beautiful, right? Yeah, it's real yeah. nice. But I, uh, I don't know. When I'm up in like the woods and shit, I get weirded out because, like, when you're in there, you're in there. Like, you, you're there's you, no there's turning nothing. back. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could turn back, but I mean, like, you're just it's just woods. You're like, fuck. You're I'm in I'm in this shit. Yeah. So I get more like worried about like because I don't have any sense of directions and I'm in a, and I'm in the woods. And yeah. I'm like, mm. so I get like worried that I'm gonna get lost. But right. and I didn't know I don't know how a lot of those trails are, so I don't know if they like come full circle. They do. They do. They yeah. do. So you're fine up that way. I mean, I found that out, but I was right. like, I don't know. Am I gonna have to turn around and go back? Right. Because at one point, like it's it's pretty straight up. Like when I first started, it, I guess it depends on which way you go. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty straight up, and like you know, for like a half hour, and I was like, you know, I was tired of shit. But then it then it was like pretty much downhill, and I'm like, fuck. Mm-hmm. I was like, if I gotta come back up this motherfucker, I might have, die. We're gonna have to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to go when it's, like, closer to, like, midsummer because at the end of that trail with the ferns, it's, mm-hmm. oh, my God, it's incredible because um, it's, like, the perfect place for ferns to grow because it's, like, damp and, like, kind of dark but, mm-hmm. like, but like uh, muggy and yeah. they're beautiful. Uh, isn't there, like, a waterfall somewhere around there? there Am I is. wrong about that? Yep. There's, no, like, a lot there. of different, like... Mm-hmm. That, I didn't park, know. that park is really big. I just parked in that parking lot and saw the first thing I saw, and I was like, oh, I'll just yeah. do it. I'll no, just do see, this I one. never do that trail by myself because I had, I remember one time at work, I was like talking about how I like to hike and go up that way, and they're like, oh, well, do you know in like the 90s or the 80s, there was a serial killer in the Appalachian Trail? And I'm like, okay, <laughs> so. Like up around there? Yeah. Oh, That okay. was just like taking hikers out. So I'm like, okay. So. I, like I said, I said earlier, I was I, I was more worried about like bears, bears and shit. Because yes. I had my headphones and I'm like, man, I did, something could walk up on me. I'd never, I'd never even know. But I only saw one person when I was when I was up there. I mean, yeah. it, and it was towards the end. So. You're like a stranger in the woods. Mm-hmm. 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 Apparently, there's like Yeti sightings up there. Oh my oh, god, god, that's terrifying. No, I swear to God, like it's like a. Thing, like, Are they that like that the fake ones is... that everyone makes? The like wood ones? You know what I'm talking about? Everyone puts his wood ones up in their yards. Oh, oh, I've seen those. Yeah. No, it's not those, but people like have like legit le- Yeti sightings and they'll see like Yeti <laughs> no, forts or something. If I see a Yeti in the woods in Caledonia, I'm going to immediately expect Scooby-Doo and Shaggy to be Literally like, look coming up, out behind a tree. Zoinks. Look yeah. up Caledonia <laughs> and then look up Yeti or whatever, Sasquatch, and like a, a million things will pop up. I swear to God. I'm excited. It's ridiculous. I'm excited. Get the yeah. fuck out The one guy who, the guy who did one of my tattoos was like telling me all about it when I was like sitting in the chair, like when I got my t'challa tattoo yeah he was just like he was all about conspiracy theories though and like all that kind of stuff but he was like yeah i would have got like, up out of the chair <laughs> <laughs> well, at that point it's just like we're in here yeah you're, and mm. luckily i'm just like um that was I, it i i'm i can like talk to anybody about anything and be interested in that was anything. a lot so, though wasn't it so it's like true. i still it's like true. you got your tattoo was it bruce that did it uh he doesn't work there anymore yeah it was yeah. an older guy yeah, yeah. but yeah, but I mean that stuff's <laughs> interesting to me. I'll look into it. I'll give anything a shot. Listen, I'm skeptical about aliens and shit, but <laughs> trust me when I say there's no Yetis Sasquatch. and Sasquatches. No. What was that movie, Harry and the Hendersons? Oh, oh yeah. my jam god, with John well, Lithgow. <laughs> it was so, 
Um, speaking of mythical creatures at work, like, I don't know, like over the winter, like something was going on with our heating and cooling unit. And so like, you would hear this banging on the roof this, this winter. It was so weird. And just like off the top of my head, I didn't even like really think about it. It just came out of my mouth the one day. I was like, oh, it's probably the Mothman. And my one patient was like dying laughing because she's younger. She's like maybe in her 50s. Mm-hmm. So she's seen that movie. Do you remember that movie with, that Rich- movie with Richard Gere? Yeah. Scary. And yeah. They say, that's based on like true events allegedly. Yeah. Well, Mothman's so. in West Virginia. Virginia yeah, yeah. Yeah. So hysterical. So I don't know. You could be the Mothman could be in Caledonia. Could be. Who's to say? Could be. Who's to say? We mm. can go up there and find out. Um, I'll tell you what. If I saw that creature that works down there at the fucking gas station. Oh, my station, God. <laughs> Dennis, you, know, boys, I'd, you I'd leave her alone. Run, She's a nice hills. lady. You leave her be Mm-mm. with her burnt hair, as mm-hmm. you said earlier. It just fried. What it looked like? She died at one too many times. Well, we've all been there. I, I went to beauty school. It's Hello. Oh, my, oh my gosh. I love that. What do you want? She has a deeper voice than you. Like, she does. just <laughs> more raspy, just everything. Mean as shit. More well. raspy, more ratchet. Mm-hmm. Just like I like them. She hates everybody. Well. That woman. Mm. I gave her no reason to hate me. <laughs> Bree and I were just giving DJ the side eye, like, what did you do? Did you do? <laughs> Nothing. I walked in and said, hey, can I get a whatever? Oh, I asked, DJ to, I asked DJ to pick me up a pack of cigarettes on his way yeah. here. So it's my fault this lady was mean to you. 975. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> DJ. That does sound like the monster for uh, Monster's Egg. You're right. God. <laughs> well, on other notes, how did everyone survive this week? Well, you Our go weeks. first. You had an exciting weekend. Uh, yeah. Sort of, but not really. No, I, you're disappointed. I, I don't I, like it. I, I disappointed myself. Bree's been talking about this for months and training I've been for really it. Really excited about my half marathon, and I didn't make my goal. I so what was your goal? Two hours. And what'd you do it in? Two hours and eleven minutes. Okay. Yeah. Let's. D- but eleven minutes is like decades in the running world. It's a lot. But I just I hit mile ten, and like I don't know what it was. It was like I was the Tin Man from. Uh, the Wizard, Wizard of, of Oz. Oz. I needed oil in my joints. Like I just couldn't get him <laughs> to go any faster. Like I legit, cause, but my whole my average mile pace wasn't. I didn't go over ten. I stayed in like the nine, nine, nine and eight. Did you carbo load the? I did. I did. I had like pizza, sugar, all kinds of horse shit that Thursday. <laughs> you're and supposed to Friday, like two days before yeah, you're supposed and to carbo load. That, that, that Friday before our. That Saturday, I had my aunt Millie is such a good cook, and I went her and my my aunts and my uncles. They're they're younger. I say aunts and uncles, but they're really like my first. They're my second cousins, I guess, or my mom's first cousins. But I've always called them aunt and uncle. But yeah, they all get together and like do stuff. And my aunt Millie made this like seafood macaroni and cheese. It was delicious. Seafood alfredo. Oh yeah, I made that shit. Oh my god, so good. good. So I had that and some bread. And I don't usually eat that. I don't eat bread or pasta Mm -hmm. usually. Like I don't, I don't really do that. Only here and there. Right. So I like was like gorging and like yeah, but I just. I tried really hard. It just didn't happen. So no, I'm, think a little you did a let, I'm a little let down, but I mean. I mean, there were other factors in play, too, just like just nature and stuff. So not really. It was like perfect conditions. How? It was like really well, nice I mean, like, out, but. How far were you running when you were training? The furthest run I ever did was 11 miles. You're not supposed to like do the full run no. when you're training. Yeah. For, no, I didn't yeah. think so. I just yeah. I wasn't sure. You so, do, I mean, I guess when you when you get out there and do yeah. it, you probably. You do, do one, hit a wall or, one, you know. Well, it's sometimes it's just the day, too. You know what I mean? Like, I'm yeah. sure that you have days where you run 
three miles in yeah. whatever amount of time and like right 20 or 20 or 25 minutes versus like sometimes where it's like fuck this I... is taking me like 30 to 40 minutes or what you know some it just but i didn't feel bad the whole time i was running it was just like that last little bit and like i could have made it but i just could not like literally i could not make myself go faster so i mean i did it i'm proud of that but like you know you set a goal you want to make it so um i'm definitely gonna sign up for another one there's one in frederick in july i just don't know how keen i am on like training in the summer i'd have so, to get up early to train even though yeah you, you, i i yeah. run a lot in the summer and you do yeah. have to it's either early or late Later, at night yeah. yeah even though you hit that little hiccup at 10 um do you think you could have gone further i mean do you think you could have done yeah more? yeah because if you just get in this mindset like i just kept saying like okay two more miles three more miles like whatever and like you you're so amped up on race day because other people are running with you and then like you kind of find someone that paces you like mm. you know what i mean and you're just like going and like it's kind of like i know i'm such a sap and i'm emotional and like whatever but it's kind of cool like you just look around and you're like oh man there's all these other people out there like all different body shapes ages like when whatever the half the movie half marathon that i ran i like like the thing that kept me going was seeing the same faces because some would be like ahead of me but like you loop around mostly so like that's the thing that kept me going because i was like oh i want to make sure that i see them at like this point because i know that i'm on this mile then and they're on this mile the good thing about those is that it's all it's a common goal i mean everybody's just trying to get to the end and it's not really competition or anything no it's your per it's like yeah i mean your personal goals yeah and that's what i mean it's just so inspirational because like you're you don't know what anyone else is running it for like i know why i was running it just because i wanted to like hold myself accountable for something and i wanted to like stick to something and you know with covid and being i know i talk about it all the time and i'm sorry but being a nurse it's just the fucking worst yeah it honestly is it's and this like, is just something to give just, you an it's my it's a great anger outlet and it's a great like way to disperse my energy and not put it on anybody else so that's like why i really wanted to do it and you see so many other people like eat older people like in their 50s mm-hmm. and 60s doing it and i'm like good for you like you know it's it's, it's, it's it's inspiring it's exciting and race day is cool they have music and there's people there and vendors and like all this stuff and my friend that i ran it with um her husband and her little boy surprised her and they oh came. really oh, yeah they awesome. came and like were supportive for her at the um the finish line so like it's cool you know so. the one that i did um god i completely just lost my fucking thought never mind scratch that it literally just <laughs> it literally just left me it literally just left me well i fucking i i <laughs> i slept i it, listen my average sleep is like six hours yeah and that day i, I that my my weekend was like kind of like split because i didn't have like a lot going on which mm-hmm. is unusual on the weekends i mean i did work but it gave me a chance that i could actually like sleep in which i don't do like ever right so that Sunday, I slept for like nine and a half hours. I didn't wake <laughs> up till nine thirty, and I, I I remembered it was your thing, and I I I figured she was gonna you be done, but I fucking me, yeah. well, I tried to call you, but I figured you were still doing your yeah. thing. But um, so I got dressed and I went there. I saw all that. I mean, it was. I mean, even though you weren't there, I was just kind of standing there watching people know, do their I wish shit. You I wish but, you would have texted me because I like I had my phone on silent because like, when I'm running, I don't want to get notifications from people. You know what I mean? It's right, not that we're trying to stay in the zone. Right, right. right. But, but I, I would have gotten if you would have texted me, I would have saw. Like it, what but. you said though, there was a lot of people coming through the finish line. There was you know people heavier people, and yeah. I mean it's 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 it, it's inspirational to watch them. Absolutely. A lot of older people. Absolutely. You know, like you said, they had the music going and. Oh. It's it a lot of positivity. There. My thought just came back to me. 
Tell us. There are people that will do these marathons and half marathons and they walk them and that's all they do. They don't. But it's good. Good for them. Yeah. Yeah. And like a lot and a lot of them are like people who are like either one just like not in good shape or and this is like something for them to to get into shape or there are people that like have some sort of ailment so they can't actually like run one but they can walk one oh, i can't remember what the name of the group is called but they were there when i ran my half marathon and i was like this is so fucking great like just anybody can yeah do it well, by the time i got there there were people finishing the the, the marathon oh my gosh and those people were like just shredded the like one stacked, the, the one like, boy uh, he came he got done and he was laying next to me and because I, I was standing there and i saw he was wearing these white nikes and it, it was covered with blood. Like his foot was like bleeding. Nope. See, like, that's, that's why I will never crazy. run a full marathon because I cannot like even. I mean, it wasn't bothering him, but it, I was like, "Damn!" Mm-mm. I would be, I would be tempted. I would be tempted to do it. Yeah. I, I mean, I like running. I like, I like running a lot, and I know, like, once you get in that zone, like, you're, you're in it, and like, you can stay there forever. There's been so many runs that I've done where I've set my intentions to only go like a mile or three miles, and next thing I know, it's like, right, I'm doing like six or seven or whatever. But the fucking doing 27 miles. Mm-mm. I think for the first like three or four miles, I was listening to David Goggins stuff on youtube and just like crushing it like i think my mile pace was like eight minutes mm-hmm. the first like four or five minutes of my ma- my half and he's just that dude so the listening to this stuff does me, it for you yeah like, i usually have to have like music going i mean like i said when i did a hike i was actually listening to a podcast but i just find it a little i, I find it hard to concentrate so i feel like I, if i was listening to something i really wouldn't be hearing it you uh-huh. know what i mean like i don't i don't know i don't know i just i, I just love i listen guns. to those motivate i'll listen yeah. to motivational speeches when i um run some like uh, those are yeah. like spread out throughout like my songs like and then and like i used to listen to like hour-long ones but like now like i have like a running pl- or i not now i've always had a running playlist but like now i sprinkle in like three minute like motivational speeches when i'm yeah. running just because and like a lot of his stuff when youtube is like just like cut and i i just it just resonate with him so much, so that's my guy. But yeah, so the ma- I did finally the half marathon is finished. It came, it went, she did it. Mm-hmm. Good for Woo. you. Yep. <laughs> Woo. Woo. Yeah. Um. And oh, something else. Like I'm really excited to buy this book. So surprise to no one. Um. Oprah. Ah oh, fuck! Has, I yes, knew it. Yes. I was gonna say it before she even said it. I was like, mm-hmm. fuck! I know it. Fucking mm-hmm. Oprah. Mm-hmm. She has a new book that she co. I think she somehow she collaborated with this guy, and I I was listening to on her podcast on Super Soul Sunday. She interviews him about the book, but it's called What Happened to You. Yeah, I just heard of that. Yes, instead of asking people like what's wrong with you, it's like what happened to you. And I'm so excited to read it because I feel like this is something I'm always talking about. Like Mm -hmm. when you know someone's story, you can understand why they are the way they are. It doesn't Mm -hmm. necessarily give them a G pass or like excuse their behavior, but you can understand it. I literally just took a picture of it. Dax Shepard put it on Instagram. I keep it keeps like popping up for me, like for um. Rec- my recommendations so i'm so excited to buy this i want to go buy it from like a one of the independent bookstores or like maybe that in frederick they have the curious iguana which uh, i love i so will go with you and we can make a day and what, i'll get a hard copy what time okay <laughs> we'll talk dirty. about this we'll later. talk about it we'll all fair later, <laughs> but yeah but yeah so, <laughs> well, what time I'm when so do excited. you want to go no, literally i'm so excited to seriously read this book. like i i 
I think I'm excited about this book as I was about Jay Shetty's book when it was coming out. Like I'm. You were hyped like, about that book. I was. I pre-ordered that shit. Like for real. So. <laughs> said, like for real. For real. So I'm really excited just because like I, I know I'm constantly raving about Oprah, but she's just brilliant and she's done so many good things and her backstory is like amazing and she understands she, people in a way that and i love it because the things that she's been through she's not she doesn't project it onto other people she's not bitter and like i feel like she's trying to find a resolution instead of trying to place blame and that's what i'm trying to do i'm not perfect at it all the time but it's definitely something you know as i've gotten older that i've realized like i don't i don't want to make anyone else pay for anything that i've been through or and like I said, I'm not always perfect at it, but it's something that I strive for. So I'm so excited to read this and like just like learn more and with myself and like other people. And I think being a nurse too, it's so important to understand where your patients are coming from sometimes because when people are in pain, they're not at their best at all. It's, and, I feel like that's like that for almost any career, like whatever job you have, it's so important to understand people just in general. But like, I mean, you're right specifically for nurses too but like uh, just in general like bosses need to understand their employees which i wish they did more because it's insane (laughs) well i'm gonna not this week but next week maybe or the following i'm gonna cover something that like it's supposed to help with it's a i think i talked about it i'm reading permission to feel or whatever yeah and that guy tries to work with people yeah because i'm and like i've talked about before because i've covered like various different like i feel like coping mechanisms or whatever to survive life but mm-hmm. i'm constantly stuck between owning your own shit and like understanding other people like having empathy for other people you know what i mean like i like, mean it's specific to each individual i feel right but i feel like sometimes it it's just it's too much with culture nowadays like with triggers and bullshit i'm like no no like you're responsible for your own triggers like don't put that shit on me but at the same point you have to have empathy and understanding for other people and like where they're coming from so you can understand them like we have to have it for each other so it's it's just it's a 50 50 balance is what it comes down to i'm constantly i feel like i have empathy for people that actually fucking mean it there's a lot of people that just have a fucking mouthpiece and they just like to right, say shit. Right. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Just because that's yeah. what that's what cult, that's what we that's what's happening right well, now. Well, there are people like, that that's have... what the important thing is, and somebody wants to get yeah. bold without I... n- not knowing, but without having experienced any of it. Like if you have actually something to say and you are affected by this or it, it upsets you in some way, then that's different that from somebody else. You matter. Yeah. Yeah. Like I feel like I'm always like it's kind of like it's just exhausting for me because. To me, like, I always just assume everyone knows that they matter, but they, no. d- they don't, obviously, because no. of different things people are through. And, like, I think sometimes I kind of, because I've, I've just been through a lot, so yep. it's, like, hard for me to, like, I don't know. I just, I'm, like, of course you matter. Like, duh. Like, but, of course, like, not everyone feels that way. So I f- have to, like, constantly remember that and remind myself of that. Um, but at the same point, you can't wallow in that shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's like, I'm just like stuck between like David Goggins and Oprah, like, or David Goggins and whoever else. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just like a constant See, back and forth with me. I, I like, I have, I think everybody has that back and forth too. And I always like this. is So this is like where many lives, many masters comes into play for me is because I'm just like, if somebody's wallowing, then their journey is whatever like there there's something there that they need to wallow through but if yeah like there's just i don't know i that when i struggle with that stuff i'm like this person has to get 
through whatever it is they're getting through you know what it like right you have to and and you do have to give people their time to grieve but at the same point like again at the same point like if your behavior is affecting other people like that's not okay mm, yeah if you're being mean or you're lashing out like don't put that shit on me because that's gonna like you know affect me and my story and blah and whatever right. else and yeah so it's like a constant like i try very hard to have always have empathy with people and understand and me too but sometimes, sometimes it's fucking hard as yeah Agreed. goddamn get out i Agreed. saw i saw um uh, i'm not gonna say the name but i saw a friend's mother the other day while i was at work and like i haven't seen this person forever and they're an all lives matter person and like obviously uh. i stopped like talking to them at some point and not just because they're like all lives matter it's because it wasn't it's because they wouldn't listen they wouldn't even try and understand which like broke my heart because i'm just like what the fuck but um damn it i lost my thought again are you fucking can you okay? believe that i just lo- what were we just talking about <laughs> empathy empathy oh yeah so i'm trying to be empathetic towards these people i literally am just so out of it today <laughs> leave me alone okay but i was trying to i'm trying to be empathetic with them and i just like i can't you know what i mean like and things like that i have to draw the line with like if somebody's causing me that much pain then by like you're not supposed to be part of my story at all yeah like especially when you're trying to educate people and teach them like with things like that like it just bothers me yeah and that blows my mind with that kind of stuff too like obviously (laughs) with the black lives matter and like whatever it's a group of many, many, many people right. that are saying this hurts me. Like, it, even if one person is saying something hurts you, you should at least hear them out. Like, you don't get to decide whether you cause someone pain or not. You, you know don't. There's I mean? like a great like I know that Louis C.K. is so taboo, but he has like a like there's a yeah. me. I think I might have yeah. talked about it on here before, but it's like you don't get to decide whether or not right you hurt someone exactly. Like regardless of if it was big or small, you still don't get to decide. Right, but. So, in a long drawn out way, that's what I did. That's how I've been. <laughs> that's so funny. Surviving. So. That's good. Yeah, it is good. What about you, Brandon? I've been. Um, I've been. I was talking to Brie about this before you came over. I've been reading a lot more, and I've like, like a lot. Like I've, like I think Brie probably didn't see me for two days because <laughs> <laughs> I like just came home and like came in here, and like well, one I just like was like not feeling the best. But I work a lot too, so yeah. I've but been, like yeah. I came, I came home and like just like came in here and it came into my room and just like started reading and like I mean, and I've been doing this prior too, but like the past two days I've really been reading. But like the past few weeks I've just felt more at peace. Like I don't know, everything just is always seems so loud inside of my head. I don't know how else to describe it other than that things just seem loud like there's always like i have to do this 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 and this and i'm feeling this this and this and this things have been quieter so i've been able to like focus more so i'm reading a book called communion it's about an alien abduction (laughs) i was not dj thinking that that's what that was about yeah well that's the other thing i've been like something church related no well the past like few weeks i've also been trying not to consume like any like uh, i've been trying to consume less true crime stuff and less self-helpy <laughs> stuff and just like consume like kind of mindless things if that makes sense and things that aren't going to make me like something that's think not about heavy. whatever yeah so and also i just want to say it's probably the zen den which is oh, it is the zen den my, my home yes the zen den. 
that's making me feel better it, it's a hundred percent that mm-hmm. and yeah so i've been like trying to like <laughs> stay Don't in stop that. i love my house i have like no since i uh, since i moved into this apartment i've been committed to making it like vibrate yeah. feel right look right like yeah. yes this is my space bitch zen den you and your bad energy can get the fuck out what the out. fuck are you talking dennis. about bad energy dennis i get I, I have no bad energy you're judging my i told you before my garbage disposal brooks my house smells <laughs> like shit right now oh my god like so Did you remember from the flintstones they had like the like their dinosaur garbage disposal oh was yeah like, it was like it was a like a purple one was it yes. like yeah and they constantly like that's what i always think of garbage disposals when people talk about them so well, you got a sick dinosaur. Yeah, I do sick, got a sick so. dinosaur. You better take it to the vet, please. Okay, I will <laughs> take it to the vet. Uh-huh. Anyway, yeah, I've just been reading uh, this book, Communion. Alien abductions, huh? It literally is about somebody who like got abducted by aliens, and and then I read. You I better sh- put some big old fucking air quotes in the air there. Yeah, abducted. well, yeah. Who's but, to say? Yeah, who is to say? I haven't finished it. UFOs are a thing. Yeah. So yeah, the the well, yeah, sure they are, but Area I mean it could have the Pentagon. The Pentagon. Have, have you? Thank you. No, but I. Oh no. I, I might have been. I might have been down to storm <laughs> it. Thank you. The Pentagon came out and released yeah. when all this like shit was hitting the fan. Like that. They, right. They're mm-hmm. unidentified. Yep. Like yep. anyway. So I. Okay. I I've been reading Say that, that now, Dennis. But when you get abducted by a motherfucking alien, I don't want to hear shit. And then I was y'all will believe me, so I don't give a fuck. Go, go say your sob story to someone else. I don't want to hear it. Whatever. You yeah, you're not going to be. Story. You're not going to be allowed to talk about it. When the aliens it. try to m- make coitus with you, I don't want to hear. Probe it. me. Yeah. I coitus. Don't hear it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear it. Yeah. Um. Also, Fingers I should. I should. <laughs> shut up, DJ. <laughs> oh my God! You'll get out of we'll here. We'll take what we can get at this point. Uh, <laughs> this, um, hashtag this is thirty. <laughs> like it's welcome. We're all just waiting. To be <laughs> abducted. Abducted and, and get raped. And get raped by aliens. Yeah. About to be lit. Mm, um, wow, one can only dream. I showed Bree yesterday. <laughs> uh, speaking of sex with aliens, I showed Bree yesterday this guy. Um, there, I watched a documentary on Amazon Prime. It's called like Love and Saucers or Saucers. I'm and Love. excited. I'm excited. And it's it's like an hour long, and it's about mm-hmm. this guy who's been getting abducted since yep. he was a teenager, and he does these paintings now of his abductions and he, and he has and the, the paintings so what, like when he comes back on the ship they're the like one, Phil yeah basically yeah, yeah. Back. Basically, yeah. yeah. they like they have oh, what's his the name the one is titled first time and it's him and an alien out in the woods and she's literally mounting him having sex woods. like yeah that's out what his woods. paintings are I'll show you I'll show you the and paintings off air but one where he's like uh, sucking her breast because he had a baby with her, and he had to teach and her how to. Like, he had to teach the baby. It's, it's <laughs> See, look, how do you guys not much. think this is fucking it's like too much? It's too much. Come I'm not on. Gonna lie. At the very least, though, it's interesting. And like this guy, like this guy's paintings are so like they're amazing. Like this guy's an amazing it's painter, true. It's true. which is like was part of the allure of the story for me. It was like his paintings are amazing, but he only paints these alien abductions that he has. And he's like, he like lives by himself, like in an of apartment course. in New York. Like, but he's got he, a long distance relationship with an alien. Well, uh-huh. he was, he was married <laughs> to a human yep. though. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I know and I'm like not. The one, the one picture is like her eyes and it's like zoomed into these alien and eyes like that blue. are like blue. It's yeah. like, yeah. Like the Night Stalker from, yeah. Mm-hmm. I really like have, I've, yeah. I've really been needing to disconnect from reality lately, but, but I mean, the, it's, it's interesting to, 
hear this stuff because it does like it's like who's to say who is to say that, that, i'm gonna get you a shirt that says that please who's do. to say please do i'm Brittany. gonna do a surviving life ho- when we do it when it's halloween and i'm gonna do like cover some alien stories great Brittany, Brittany got me the i just felt like running shirt for i my just felt like running what the fuck was that i just felt like running it was my forest comp impression Brittany's was pretty spot on so <laughs> But I said running though, like how he says Jenny. Jenny. <laughs> running. Oh my. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I may not be a smart man, but I know what love is. Oh my god, that line kills me every time though. <laughs> I have you ever been to I a, love Forrest Gump. That's you, like my one of my favorite movies. Have life, you ever been to a Bubba is like Gump? A, bu- no. a box of chocolates. Bubba Gumps you are never like know what, what you're you gonna, gonna get. get. Bubba Gumps, like when you go into those restaurants, they'll like quiz you on the movie and they play the movie on a loop twenty four hours. So like I went to one and you get like free food, I would win. No, but I did win (laughs) because I've watched that movie a thousand times and like when I went to Orlando, like the the bartender was like asking us questions about like Forrest Gump and I like was like, I got this. It was great. I didn't win anything though. Mm. But that's where my Orlando glasses from that's in the cabinets from fucking Bubba Gump shirt. Now now that I know. There's one in Baltimore, I'm pretty sure. In we B- can go. I love There's Baltimore. There's one in New York, too. I've, not, I've just never been to any of them. I mean, it's a seafood restaurant, but... Sweet. Rolled shrimp, fried shrimp. Shrimp <laughs> <Wow>. gumbo. <laughs> wow. Wow. Shrimp okay. stew. So anyway... Um, okay, so DJ. Yes. DJ. Please redirect us with great difficulty, uh, please. As the nurses would say. God. I could quote Forrest Gump all day. All right. I let's see. (sighs) I I, you went away from true crime, and I feel like I just dove headfirst into it, like a lot. Like I've just been consuming a lot. Because it's it's so hard to like once you've listened to so much of it. If it's it's your thing, yeah. Well, no, I mean it's so hard to like find new shit. You know what I mean? It's like you you watch everything. You're like, Christ, there's nothing else to watch. You know what I mean? Or or listen to. uh, I mean, there is a lot. I'm just saying. There is. Good documentaries are hard to find. Well, that that. book that I was telling you about, like, that Oprah's doing with this guy, he interviewed a lot of um, kids from, like, the Sandy Hook stuff, from Waco. Mm -hmm. Like, he's helped kids work through trauma, and it's, like, so crazy. Like, long story short, from the podcast I was listening to this morning, it was, like, a kid that was in this, like, a detention center for boys who's doing really well and then all of a sudden he like had a regression and like this teacher every time this one math teacher got close to him he would like freak the fuck out and like no one could figure it out and then his dad came to see him and his dad was his abuser and his dad had this like deodorant on and the guy that wrote this book with oprah recognized the smell it was the same deodorant that his dad used to wear and it, it, and it triggered good memories for him though because mm. his dad was good to him like he remembered all these things yeah. and then so like he he asked the math teacher what deodorant he wore, and it was the same one as his dad wore. And then he asked this kid's dad what deodorant he was wearing. It was the same one. So every time the math teacher got close to him, it was triggering memories of his dad. Mm. And it was like oh my just gosh. flipping this kid out. Yeah. So, it's like, I know I'm not really a huge true crime fan, but, like, these are the reasons why I'm like, okay, yeah, like, it's necessary. Like, the anal- analyzing of it and stuff like that, so. Yeah. It is. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's an yeah, informative, Yeah, it's interesting, too. like, those kind of things, like, that's interesting to me. Yeah. Uh, what the fuck was that? Oh, I started listening to this podcast called Someone Knows Something. It's, uh, 
it's I Canadian. To the first a, like two episodes of that, I show. think. But it has like six seasons. And yeah. I've kind of been listening to it backwards. I started on six and now I'm on four. And it, it's it's really well done. It's just hard because with those, they're, they're unsolved cases. And they don't get solved, but they really dive into them. And I think we were talking earlier before this about like, you know, the justice system not like... Mm-hmm coming through for everybody and mm-hmm. it, 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 there, there's a lot of people out there that just don't know a lot about what happened to a loved one or you know you know what i mean there's just so much unsolved shit that it's like it's so sad and there's so much evidence and things like that and it's 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 really sad to not have some kind of finality closure. to it yeah closure yeah. that's yeah. why uh, true crime shows like that especially and i think jensen and holes, jensen and holes yeah the murder there's, squad there's they're like they put they put it out to their listeners to like you know. Well, I read really Billy and- Jensen's book Chase Darkness with me, and like it in true crime, like especially the unsolved cases are like the cases that are important to tell because mm. like people can help. Like the more people that know, like the louder you are, the more likely you are to solve sure. these cases yeah. and give families closure, which is like what they deserve. Yeah, yeah, I like true crime shows like that. Yeah, I think it's so hard to lose someone in a traumatic way, like a. Uh, a friend of mine just lost her sister. Um, I, a pretty, it was an, a drug overdose. Mm-hmm. She's mm-hmm. like, where did she go? Like, yeah, you know, she just can't process it, and I feel <clears> so bad. And, and it is hard. like I could just imagine like someone being murdered like that, like by, uh, just like you know, someone being raped and murdered and yeah. thrown into a ditch. Like, what the hell? That's pretty like, much what the one was. I know? mean, it's just very sad not yeah, knowing. Yeah, you know? and yeah, like, and, and there's a whole family behind that. And, and you just you know. imagine like loving, like I love you both to death, and I can't imagine something that happened to you, and just ima- like your last minutes on earth being something like terrible. Like that's just like it breaks my heart for these families, and I just like can't imagine not having that. Like, no, you know what I mean? Like. It's it's bad enough that somebody would pass away or something would right. happen to them. Right. It, yeah, just of natural causes. It always right. just amazes me. Like when I listen, like you know, with this show, the they had a they had a case on this this girl. Her name was Carrie Ann Brown, and it's like she was sixteen. She was over at they were having like a little party at at somebody's house, like a get together, whatever. And then it's just like that thing. Like it's almost as if somebody was just driving around, and she and then she was gone. She was with her friend. Her friend went downstairs to get her purse. She came back upstairs, and this girl was gone. They found her two days later, mm-hmm. kind of, you know, over by these horse stables. And it's like, it's just so scary to think about that. That, I mean, it wasn't premeditated. It wasn't anything. They probably were just out. They just saw her. Yeah, and yeah, it's just, it's just fucking weird. That's that's the most fascinating thing to me. And I know it's maybe a bad word, but it's, it's like, it's just so like, what is going through somebody's fucking head? Because like, when I'm driving down the street, I'm not thinking that person's fucking alone. I can take them right now. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like what to to be spur of the moment and just be like, oh, I'm going to do this. I think like that's fucking crazy to me. Is the right word because like people are just so curious about the human mind in general. And when you see like it in that extreme, you're trying to understand it. And I think also people that are drawn to true crime are also trying to like prevent it in some way. Like what could be done differently. Especially in today's, like, true crime now isn't what it was, like, 10 years ago. Like, now people are, like, listening to things and, like, watching things and getting into the field that can help solve Everybody seems to. Things, and, yeah, yeah, and people are sleuthing more and, like, doing that kind of stuff, but. Um, Yeah, so on the podcast front, that's what I've been doing. I watched 
I watched a documentary. Oh God. It's called a wilderness of air. And I had a companion podcast as well that mm-hmm. ran before the show was on. It was on FX and you know, that was true crime again. And it was just, it's just such a, such a wild, wild case. It's like a, he, he was in the, he was like a green beret and they were living in North Carolina, I believe. Mm-hmm. And he claims that somebody, his name was Jeffrey McDonald. And this was like in the seventies, early seventies. It might've been seventies. And he claimed that somebody, it was right around the time when Manson and all that shit happened, mm-hmm. but he claimed that somebody came into his house, killed his wife and his two daughters, but they didn't kill him. Like he got stabbed or whatever, but there was so much like, I mean, it's like a six part documentary, but it's, there's just so much evidence that points that he did it. I mean, he's in jail now, but he still says he's innocent, that he didn't do it. And uh, it's just, like that it's very hard. intriguing. I would, I would tell anybody to called? watch it. It's called A Wilderness of Error. What's it on? It's on FX, but you can find. Uh, I watched it on, on like Hulu. Hulu? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna write that down because yeah. that sounds like something I would enjoy. That was really good. And then I watched a, a mini series, and it was like a, um, it was like an English mini series, but it was uh, it's called the White House, uh, White House Farm Murders, and. I feel like I've heard of those. Yeah, I mean, and I usually don't get into like the English shit I don't, I don't know there's something about it i just i know you love it you'd the probably like British it make yeah. haste but, <laughs> yeah i mean spot, if you like that kind of, basil, of shit you would like this a spot of basil in the croissant but there's a lot of good actors and a lot of people i knew um but another uh, just another one very it was true story but i mean this was like a you know this was a mini series it wasn't documentary but um again very messed up uh, these uh, this was the the mom. Uh, this was a mother, a father, a daughter, and her two kids. Mm. So I mean, it's it was very messed up. I really, really, really liked that one. I kind of, I kind of binged that one. But you know, I, I enjoyed the shit out of it. Yeah, you anybody that wants to watch some true crime shit, I would get in on that because I, I kind of, I dragged. I was dragging my feet watching it, mm-hmm. or trying to watch it. Somebody told me to watch it. And I'm like, yay. Nah. Yeah, because yeah, you don't like to take suggestions. Nah, I don't like that. Bree had to buy you the Jay Shetty book for your birthday. <laughs> this is very true. <laughs> Do you remember when I gave it to us and like my it was my when... job like popped off with the COVID, so yep. I was like crying. It was and, handing, and I was like handing it to you through my window. And I was it was like, it was pre your COVID, and it's like right before I got yeah, it. It was right, but yeah. yeah. And I was like, take this. And, I remember that. And sanitize it, and I love you. But <laughs> I remember that. And I, feel I, bad g- for you. I gave you. Didn't I give you like your Christmas present early? Yeah, my sloth that's right here on my I microphone can't, I can't stand. I can't shit to myself. Or my, I'm literally that person that's like, hey, I got you something for Christmas. You want to know what it is? You want to know what it is? Oh, I am too. Yeah, I have a little sloth that's on my I have mic no, arm, and that's from Brie. I have no yeah, patience. It was attached to a... The a mug, mug is in the mm-hmm. cabinet, yeah. But, yeah, that Jay Shetty book is... That's my shit. Lit. I, I got to dive into it at some point. I, well, I was on this one, and it, this was something that was what I'm going to do my thing on, but just kind of i'm so excited because i've read that book too yeah so i'm so excited but something i've been doing um i'm excited to like start doing is i want to reread the jay shetty book but chapter by chapter and then listen to the audible like listen to him Mm -hmm. like saying it just to like reiterate it 
because that book is just so like I just love the part where he's like you know think of people as like an orange if you squeeze an orange you're gonna get orange juice right mm-hmm. so if you squeeze a person you're gonna get what's inside of them pain peace like whatever so, all the like, shit's gonna and it just out. helps you like understand people on a different level mm-hmm. and and so it's just like mm, I've done that so before good. where I've listened especially with the books person? like that well yeah <laughs> I love hugs I do like big, hugs big, a lot. My family's big on bear hugs, and like a lot of people aren't. Like my dad. Oh my god, my, we used to do bear hugs. <laughs> my dad. Jesus, no, you seriously. don't know? Do you know what a bear hug is? Of course, I know what a bear hug is. No, listen, my dad's sick. You've seen my? Have you, you guys seen my yeah. dad? Yeah, he's, he's big man. He's tall. He's, big man. He's like fifty three now, and he's still pretty in pretty good shape. Like lifts weights and stuff, and he's like six three, big dude. And when he gives a hug, he gives a fucking hug. So I'm just used to that, you know. And, you give and really so good hugs. You give I really do. tight like, hugs. Like I want to give like a good hug. And my younger brother Doug, it does that too. And I'll never forget to give my nephew Peyton gave him a hug and like squeeze the life out of him. And he started crying because he couldn't breathe because my brother was like <laughs> hugging him so tight. And I'm like Douglas. Like, I remember one time yeah. Dougie hugged me and like yeah. picked me up, and mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. you just cracked my back. That's <laughs> my. Dad does that same shit. Like still to this day, I'm 32 years old, and he hugs me like that, and I fucking love it. Like that's just yeah. I like I like hugs. Yeah, I like hugs a lot. And like sometimes I feel weird because like when I see people that like I don't know, especially now I should say not now it's weird because now I feel weird like hugging people Uh, because of of COVID. COVID. Yeah, that's so funny because Carrie and I, the social worker at work, we've always been giving each other hugs like that throughout COVID, and like everyone's like it's not allowed, it's COVID, and we're like leave us alone, like. No, I, re- I really like hugs. Yeah. Yeah. So they're important. I still hug all my patients, even though COVID's a thing. Um, I'm pretty sure my boss listens to this. So, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I give everyone hugs still. I don't give a fuck. Like, no, I like hugs are important. COVID Human not, connection is yeah. important. Hey. Like it feeling. Absolutely, it absolutely is. Now Bree's unemployed. Yeah. That's <laughs> fine. Not. Nah, like the bear hug thing, I, I th- people do that. Like, Men especially, yeah, like with handshakes. Like, yeah, if uh, I shake your hand, it's like, well, no, hold on. When I Korean shake, when DJ I, when shake, I shake a hand, right it's like that, right? It's not like aggressive. That's, it's a, not like, that's a limp. Ew, do you do the limp, limp hand? He just did. It's he not limp, but no, like, wait, listen, no, wait, grab give me my it. shit and fucking. You don't fucking do that. Don't no, you don't. Yes, I do. No, what? I want to see how you shake hands. Hey, how you doing? No, that's a pussy handshake. What do you sorry. mean? I'm just sorry. trying to shake somebody's sorry. hand. I'm not trying to sorry. squeeze the fucking life out of them. Sorry to use you. You need to grip just a little yes, bit harder. You do. Why? Be a man, DJ. Fuck off! What do I have to <laughs> squeeze somebody's fucking hand for? Hey, how you doing? Handshake. No, like stop that. doing it like that. You don't no, fucking shake sorry. hands like that. I don't even okay, know you're full of shit off, right now. First off, none of, of us shake hands in, here. In, in, the, word, in listen, the words of TLC, I, I would not, like the, the way that y'all are making me sound is like I'm going like this. Hi, <laughs> and I'm words, like dangling your fucking hand. I'm words, giving you a handshake. No, okay. Sorry, words, I'm not. Come here. You want, a, you words, want a real one? Yeah, in the come words here. of TLC, I don't want no scrubs. Come here. Oh, my God. You want a real yeah, one? Listen. I'll give you one. Go no, ahead. You don't deserve I'll break your fucking hand. No, Bring that thing over here. Okay, so... <laughs> DJ's handshake isn't limp. Mm. No, it's not. But it's also not like it's Magoo. Oh my god, I'm fucking dead. It's Magoo. I'm fucking dead. You're full of shit. What's happening? It's a normal fucking handshake. We haven't Sorry, recorded in fucking, so long. Sorry, I'm not a gorilla happens. trying to rip off your fucking arm. Fuck out of here. <gasps> Who has a story this week? <laughs> we all do, I think. All right. Well, I quit. You can't. Good. You've been waiting to tell. You're going Bye. first because you've been waiting to tell this common story. Take you and so. your raggedy handshake out the door. Fuck off, raggedy handshake. 
I'm right. Gonna, I'm going to kick you. I like, think TJ's I, really mad, though. I'm scared. I am. I'm are pissed you? now. Are you? Mm-hmm. Super he, mad. He looks like it. Brittany's so scared. Brittany's face right now. Well. Limp. Fuck out of here. I didn't say it was limp. That's what she said. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, okay. DJ, anyway. tell us a story. I mean, listen. So I'm... I, I, I guess it's a story. I mean, I don't really know. Is it so, a story or is it like a tactic like Bree? I don't really know what I, I don't really I don't really know what my story is. So I read this book. It's called Let Love Have the Last Word. Common wrote it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've read it. So good. And it must have been in my brain sometime when I was when I when I saw it. But it came along at like the right time for me. It's like one of those books. Listen, that always the happens to me. No, with Bree. We'll recommend something, and then I'll be like, oh. What? That was Bree's wine glass. <laughs> um, but, like, yes, this That's happens a happens lot. when with you me. have a limp wrist? No, you have the limp one. <laughs> Thank you, Dennis. Limp biscuit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and hot dog flavored water. Oh, okay, God. Um, Continue. Anyway, go and tell us your story. But, no, like, so it just, uh, it just came about at the I- right time. I would say this book's a story of his life, but he writes it in such like a fluid way. Yeah. Really I, when I when it. I read it, it just it seemed more like he was putting things down that were just in his head, and it was like it almost seemed like a big therapy session to me. Just like thoughts you know what that I mean? He like he was down. just getting things out. Common's also one of my uh, husbands from past yeah, lives. Um, so. Many of them. I'm She's got a lot. One of, so one of many. Um, but yeah, I mean, when when I grabbed it, I was kind of, you know, I mean, this wasn't too long ago. It was like a month or so ago. But I was like, I was in a weird spot, right? Like I was, not that like, I'm not like, I'm not sitting here like saying I'm an alcoholic or anything, but I was drinking a little bit more than I normally would. And you were in like your that. feels and a little bit. And it's COVID times and I'm not trying to make excuses for anyone, but like literally whatever you had to do to like survive up to this point, like, okay. Yeah. You know. I'm just not somebody that used to drink on like the weekdays and I started drinking a little bit. And it's not like I was drinking old case. I'd drink like six beers, but you know, I, you I just wasn't didn't like the turn you were taking. Yeah, or what? absolutely. Yeah. Brittany just got up and it freaked me out. Oh, okay. She had it. She <laughs> had it. She fixed. She fixed my mic for me. But. But yeah, I was I going. I was. I was going through some shit. Which is, I'm glad. Thank you for sharing. Like, and I even, yeah, you know, absolutely. I, 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 like, and I, I had to cancel mean, on you guys the one day. I mean, you know, I'd, and, you know, I said I was sick, but, you know, and I was, I wasn't feeling great, but I don't know. I was just in a weird spot, like a dark spot. And I, I feel like it's always kind of been there. And right, I don't know, at this point in my life right now, for like the last month, I've been really like happy. You ha- mm-hmm. And you've been working hard, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, I've, be, I've been trying. Like, I've been trying. Get yourself out of the like, which is like a first for me because I've never really tried. Like when I was in high school or whatever, and it was I, like, just would work out and all that shit because I had to. Like, yeah, I was playing sports and I was doing that stuff, and it fell off, and you know, and I got lazy and I got yeah caught up in life. Yeah, I yeah. mean, and and just not doing great things, and mentally I wasn't great, and you know, as you get older, it's 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 funny. It really is. I mean, mm-hmm. when you when you're young, you don't think about shit. Not not like that. You know, you can well, cause you don't you know yet. McDonald's and you can do yeah. all this shit and you don't worry about anything. You can go out drinking every fucking night and not have a hangover. Right. And, you know, right. and then yeah. when you get older, it, you start thinking about your health. And I honestly, like the last few years, I've really been thinking about it, but I really needed to start doing something. You know, I gained some weight and, and it's just, 
and my 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 mind is just had, was not there. And like I said, this book kind of just popped up, and I bought it just because I wanted I needed something to read. I needed something, and it's a short book. It's not like a long read or anything. But there's just a few things. So this is where I don't know what I'm because I'm not going to talk about the whole book. If you, I think you should read it. I think you should go out and get it for sure and read it's it because it's really, really if great. Anything else, yeah. But there's just a few things that he talked about in it that like kind of resonated, like resonated, and things that I need to do in my life, and I've been trying to do more mm-hmm. of. And I struggle. I, I'm still having trouble with it though. Like you know, he talks about uh, like loving yourself, and I, I struggle with that. that we did talk about yeah. that. But, and I also put this out to the people that are listening. You know, if you guys want to tell me what that fucking means to you, please. Because please I'm looking. Yeah, because I'm literally. Email us. I'm, uh, I'm, surviving life at I'm looking for how you guys do it, too. Because I don't. I've never really done that. Like, how? yeah, there's Like, no how, how do you to, love yeah, yourself? Exactly. And, you know, I'm trying to. And I'm I'm feeling better. And I'm, I'm doing, doing I'm doing things that I I wouldn't do, you know. And, like, uh, you know, and I'm playing softball now. Which, you know. That was another thing. I was going through the shit, and my my uh, my niece's boyfriend. They just had a baby, by the way. Yeah. Shout out Taylor. Nico. Shout out baby Taylor. Nico. Baby Nico. Um, but he was he had been like texting me like mm-hmm. constantly. Like, you gonna come out and play? You gonna come out and play? And I just kept telling him, I'm like, dude, I'm not. My head is not fucking right. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. But he kept fucking texting me. And he kept at it, and I was like, Shout out to Bubba for shout out to Bubba. I yeah. love friends that are persistent and, and don't give up. So he just like, wouldn't give up. Yes. So I was like, I said, fuck it. I said, all right, dude. I said, you're obviously not gonna stop texting me. And <laughs> so That's I was the like, perfect response though. I was like, when's practice? When is it? And I went out. And I actually had a good time. Mm-hmm. I haven't played, you know, I mean, it was softball, but I haven't played baseball since I was in high school. So it's been almost 16 years since I even really swung a bat, threw a ball, caught a ball. But slowly, it's been coming back to me. And, you know, I kind of got into it right away. And, you know, it felt good. It felt good to be around people, which I usually close myself off. And I'm not, I'm not like that. I'm not around people. But, you know, getting out there and, and having fun with these guys and, you know, it just kind of opened me up to, to different things. And I'm really, really trying. And I, like I said, trying to love yourself is so fucking hard. And I don't know. There is no how to every, it's different for everyone. It is? You know? Oh man. I mean, Hold on. Sometimes... My headphones came out. Oh, all right. We're good. But yeah, sometimes loving yourself for some people is literally just loving yourself enough to get out of bed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Amen. Like it, it really yes. is. Well, yeah, I, and, and I, Brittany and I have been super proud of you, by the way. We've been, like, talking. I like, appreciate it. Yeah, we've been talking about you behind like, your back. Yeah, well, but in a good way. Like, and just only like, in good ways, You're, so. you're crushing it, DJ. Your brother sure. Your brother has a lot to do with that, too, because he, he, he... RJ's good at that. I feel like building people up. He, uh... RJ, RJ would love fucking David Goggins, because that's, yeah. like, that's yes. really... Hit. That really is, like, his yes. mentality, which, like, hasn't always been for me, because, you know, whatever. It's that tough love. Yeah, yeah, that tough yeah. love. I mean, especially especially with RJ, specifically yeah, sure. with RJ. Like, not so much with everyone else, but specifically with RJ. That, you know. I just, I feel like for me, like, and, and again, yeah, like you said, it's different for everybody. But for me, like, loving myself is trying to, at this point in my life, do better than I have been and mm-hmm. just make an effort. And you are. And... And honestly, like going to the gym, I still don't like it. But in in my head, I'm like, it's only an hour. Yeah. And God you got all says fucking that. day. It's yep. just an hour. Or if I'm doing like the cardio shit, it's just a half hour. Yeah. It's just 
and it's and it's more than what I've been doing. So even if maybe I'm not losing weight or if I'm not doing anything, it's making me feel better. And no, we can tell you lost weight. Me and Brittany were talking about. Yeah, I was like okay, DJ. But, but like, okay. if, but I, I I see where you're coming from because like I mean, I'm de- I'm in that spot right now too where like yeah, I I've been consistently working out at least four days a week and like for like the past year yeah i should say but yeah. like yes i i understand that because like sometimes you don't always see the results or whatever but it you feel better yeah just doing sure. it you yeah. feel better even in a I, even I in sleep a, better yeah i, I mean even in the i mornings, sleep better too and I, i'm in a better mood i just yeah i just feel better yeah i, I can't explain it and also rj like i said he kind of got me on this thing it's only for 50 days so it's not like a complete life change you know i mean it's just 50 days of cutting a few things like a challenge yeah cutting a few things out and you know i mean it's not like i'm never gonna eat bread again or i'm never gonna eat potatoes again but i used to that i used to eat a lot of it so i'm like fuck it i'll just give those up and it's been good and and no alcohol and i'm not saying you don't have to drink and i'm not like up here like preaching to anybody or anything like that but i do feel better and i feel clearer you know um your sister katie was talking about that we went to brunch yeah and yeah i agree with that but yeah, I mean, you know, and like I said, he talks about like loving yourself a lot in this and he's very spiritual too, which I'm not, mm-hmm. but I get it and I understand it. And that's what I appreciate ba- about you is you might not be, you might not do it's it. It's the same or, thing or with the it, aliens but, but and shit. Like I so- might not believe it, but it is intriguing and I do like it, but it's, you know, might not be my thing, but, and I'm not saying that I'm not religious. I just, there's something there that I don't, I, like, I don't go to church and he does a, a lot and it's like where he goes. You can to be find... spiritual and not like, not religious. I would, I, cause I consider yeah. myself a pretty spiritual person, but I don't consider myself a religious person. Well, if that makes sense. Yeah. He talks a lot about like the self love and he's like, it all starts with God. You know what I mean? Like him loving you first. You know what I mean? Like but that kind of thing. But your God can be anything. Yeah, it can be yeah, your God's be, anything. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. To me, the, my God is chewy and like, oh, Brittany. <laughs> oh. <laughs> go to bed. <laughs> it's so early in the podcast, but go to bed. <laughs> but, you know, and, and he, there's just a lot of things that he, he talks about that I, I relate to as well. Like um, his space. I, he had like a he told like a little story oh, about his about his mom right like and she was in town and and she's like oh and he was gonna be out of town but she's like I'll I'll just stay at your place and he's like no it's like you have to get a hotel room he's like you can't stay here while so I'm not here to him. I feel like that about my house like I don't really like people fucking because my place is my place it's like it's like my because it's so small too I mean if I had like a bare space like whatever you know but. I have such a smaller apartment that I'm like, this is my fucking area. Don't I don't want people and coming in here. And you let me spend the night. I did let you spend the night. It was snowing, so the only other option was death at that point. And I couldn't let you sit out there and die. <laughs> Thank okay. you. You're Saved so, your life. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Bree came, came into my room the other day and like just said something nice and gave me a hug, and she's like. I didn't kill you though, or something, and I was like, "You saved my <laughs> life because you were hugging me so hard." Uh, I was giving you a bear hug. Yeah, yeah. I, I was d- like, I could snap your neck right now, but oh, I'm yeah. not gonna because I love you too much. And so. I was like, "You saved my life." It was so funny. <laughs> the bear hugs. Blame John Black. I don't know yep. what to tell you. Me, I don't. My older brother John's not much of a hugger. He's so much different than me and Doug, which isn't a bad is. thing. Yeah. He's a big he boy is. too. Yeah, yeah. He's he six gives five. You bear hug he's six five. Yeah, he's huge, but um, he's definitely. Uh, way different than me and Doug and I are more like outgoing and like touchy feely. Like yeah. when you see Douglas, you're getting a fucking bear hug. I saw <laughs> like, I saw Doug the other yeah. day when I was in my car. Yeah, and I 
was like, and he crashed into you. Just no, he was no, he was he was walking. Okay, yeah, Yeah, he's uh, he's gonna be a papa soon. Yeah, he is. I'm so excited. His uh, baby's everywhere. His baby girl, baby's baby's everywhere. Due very soon. I'm so excited to meet her. I cannot wait because um i love both of my brothers equally but dougie (laughs) and i are just like i don't know he's like my friend also it's it's, like that's how rj and i are dougie is my friend i'm sure that's how you and katie are i feel yeah there's like one sibling that you're just a little closer i mean it's in a different way me and katie grew up together do you know what i mean like well yeah there's an age gap for you guys so my older sisters grew up in like a different time and then there was me and katie so i mean we grew up together but me and kim have always been very close too yeah Yeah. and uh but you have good sisters i i I adore them they're good people yeah Yeah. you have a good family but yeah the bear hugs are it's a thing but the space thing i understand that because that was like one of the struggles that i had in your previous my mm, my yes, previous yes, living yes. situation thank you i couldn't figure out <laughs> oh um, i i too understand that, that. I, I i resided with you for a short time yes. in the previous you saved my life yes I, I, well I lived you're returning the favor right now so it's great but i enjoy having you here it's nice but yes yeah, space i i agree that space is sacred which is why like when i moved in with you i wanted to like I mean, there's a re- like not. I mean, my room set up this way because Your it is, is but like it's very homey. I I I think space is very sacred, and I think that you have to respect people's for sure space. And so it might I not always. That. But if mom and dad were gonna stay, but also like you guys have seen my parents' house is so tiny, and we all pile in there like fucking yeah, sardines, and right. and we love it. So like, I I understand having your sacred space, but like if it was, well, I don't know. And I he like talked about that too. He was like. He's like, it's not, he said, I'm, people think of it as like disrespect. Like they might take it like disrespectfully. He's like, but I, I'm not trying to be that way. It's just how it is. It's just what I like. I admire him for that, for sticking it's up what for he that. Needs. Because some people need yeah. that. And yeah. I, there's no, there's no, nothing wrong with yeah, it. No, he did the all. same thing with church. He's like, I don't want anybody to come to church with me because that's my time. And you said that's kind of how you feel. That's how I am with movies. People bust my balls about it all the time. And they're like, and they're like, oh, you know, I'm still going to bust your balls. But I understand. Like you didn't invite me to go to the movies or whatever. And to me, I always think I'm like, okay, yes, we can sit in a dark room together. But I like just being there by myself. I'm not fucking distracted by anything. Mm -hmm. I got Coke. I got my. Popcorn. popcorn or whatever the fuck and like that's that's my thing like that's, that's what i like time. i like to be in it you know i don't like when there's a million fucking people around me i you know i feel that way um about the gym hmm. when people yes, like yes you do because I've, I've wanted you to train me for so long because i know you're so into it but you just won't i just like that's like <laughs> i and 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 i've gone and i've worked and i have worked out with people before like I just there's something about being in the gym like yeah when you're uh, doing your own thing and like yeah. that's my like that's my time that in the shower I like <laughs> well I, I don't no, want I get that too because I, I, like, <laughs> like, wait some people you know well, like you that's laugh. never been my thing in a relationship you like same, right. same. you laugh about that but when I'm in the shower like I just want to be in the shower I don't want to be I don't know, and maybe it's because I'm kind of a little insecure with my body. I don't want anyone seeing me standing up in in the light time. Like, leave me the fuck alone with my stretch well, also, marks it's, it's, and my varicose veins. No, and it's, my not, cellulite it's leave the me shower. Alone. It's not even that. It's just like this is what my know. like. So there's something about the water rushing over you that just feels so uh, like. Si- me, listen, Seinfeld did, they had an episode about like something like this, right? And it's like when you're in the shower, right? 
you're doing and bending in ways that you wouldn't in front of somebody or right. like if you were in there with somebody. Right. And it's like things that you never would want to see. Like, because on the episode of Seinfeld, this woman that he was dating, she used to just walk around naked. And he was like pointing out all these like things that you don't think about, like when it, like if it, if somebody was naked, like, she's yeah. like when she would sneeze and when she would like bend over to do something like oh, like when you God. bend over like you know what I mean like yeah. you know what I mean you squat yeah and like, she was like tightening the bike right she was tightening the tire yeah yeah, the yeah, bike. yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Yep. I she saw was just episode. doing like regular shit and you're like I don't want to see that naked like you, you, there's just things that you don't want to see yeah you know what Leave I mean a little yeah. to the imagination yeah, I, yeah. and like I agree too and like sometimes when I'm in the shower I'm like oh I'm just so thankful I have running water like I don't I live in a country that like you don't even I just want to be left alone I don't want you like looking at me weird and like like I said like it's bright in the shower like you're gonna see some shit like just leave me alone like just let me be yeah i, I like, don't know there's something about showering alone that's just like i i enjoy privacy yeah at, at sometimes for sure yeah um he he also talked about um being uh like present and it's another thing is just like loving yourself it's hard it's hard to be present for me might not be like that for everybody. It is. It, I constantly every like day, to live like, in yeah. that moment. Well, like okay, so when I was on in that, that way, it's hard to like shut down, right, and just think about where the fuck you're at, and like take in whatever it is that you're doing, because, like when I was on that hike, like yes, it was beautiful out there, but I was also thinking. I don't have any sense of direction and I'm worried about getting out of these fucking woods. See, Do you know what I mean? Like taking that rather like, for, than just rather like, than just taking it all in. And but like, that's, like, I think that's why I've come to love nature so much because that does make me present. Right. Like the sound of the birds are like just Brittany caught me the other day sitting out in the patio just watching like that's my my happy place. Like yeah. just watching the bird. You can literally I was like, Brittany, you can just learn about life out here. And it's true. And that's why I got that alarm clock where the sun wakes me up and the birds because I have that too. It, no, thanks to Brie. You're welcome. <laughs> but like, it's just a present. It's a way to bring you into the present because that's yeah. literally life happening in front of you and do, the sounds and everything. It's happening right then and do there. Do you guys remember when I said uh, about writing down like the happy moments? Like that's yes. the thing that I've been doing. That's still yes. a thing that I've been doing. Um, I think that was like way over a month ago. But like that's still a thing that I well, it's do. It's a good way to take you back to that moment. It will, I, you know, or whatever well, you were thinking at that time. Well, as far as being present goes, it's helped me more with that. Yeah. Um, because uh, I'm I'm almost looking for the happy moments right. more now. So like when they happen, I'm just like, okay, just like, just enjoy this. Because like for me, a lot of times my happy moments are just like conversations with people, and I always have so much to say. Just constantly, that's just how my mind works. But I'm just like, just stay in this moment and enjoy this conversation and just let it like unfold organically. But like that's helped me a lot with staying present is just looking for the happy moments. Cause then it's just like, okay, just stay present in this moment and just enjoy it instead of trying to rush to the next one. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, cause that's basically, you know what I mean? Like your head just goes, so you're thinking about a moment that hasn't happened yet. And you're thinking too far. And you know what I mean? Yeah. You'll be thinking about something that hasn't happened yet, or you'll be thinking in the Mm -hmm. future and, just you need to stop and just, just take it all in and i i have trouble with that mm-hmm. and i was actually talking to my my mom about it the other day because i told her i was Love reading this book and and uh she had said and i i feel the same way like when i was younger it's like my sister kim remembers everything 
from when she was younger. Like really? When she was like fucking three. Like she can remember things. And I was that like, I always out. feel so like let down myself that I don't remember thing like a lot of things from when I was younger I mean there's certain things that I do remember but there's a lot of stuff that I don't and I don't know necessarily if that wasn't like being present but I just think that maybe you know whatever was happening at that time it was exciting but you're a kid too but I just am trying to like I'm trying to be more present but yeah. I, I'm struggling with how to do it you know I'm telling you look seriously like write down like does uh, this is because I I struggle with the same exact thing or I mean, I still struggle with it, but like literally writing down just the one happy thing that happened in my day because I really had to search for it. And like, I still have to search for it some days. Like some days I really have to dig for it, but that's really been helping me be present because now I'm all day, like, I don't want to say all day long. I'm like looking for the happy moment, but when I'm in it, I'm like, oh. Well, I think maybe I can start to be a little bit better because I'm, I'm, I'm more positive and I'm, I'm, I'm I'm feeling better about myself because and I think I told you this too last week. Is like there, you don't realize how much negative shit is in your life, even though you don't think of yourself as a negative person or anything like that. But like negative thoughts and things like that, and, and maybe like, certain what's people. The, what's and the, eh. what's the use? Like, what's the point? Like, life is so short. Right. And, and I, I mean, I'm human. I get caught up in it too. But I feel like in the last few years of my life, I've been more and more like aware of it, and I'm like, why? Why yeah. am I doing this to myself? Why am I wasting time on all this negative? Like, yeah, I've been through things. My childhood hasn't been great. But at the same point, like, I've been blessed with so many, like, other things that counterpoint that. Yeah. Like, let's find a resolution and let's move on. Yeah. I think some people don't realize it. And that can be said, like, whether or not you're just being, like, sad or if you're angry all the time or, like, or if you're just, like, uh, just be negative like right now like you know you know what i mean like some people just constantly make negative comments and i don't think that they're even aware of that a a lot of times it's like you are what you eat yeah what what you eat literally what you eat what you take in what you music you listen to what you watch on tv and like that's why i know people are constantly like make fun of me for like the they think i'm simple Right. I'm sure a lot of people for the stuff I listen to and I do, but no, like I've lived a lot of negative things early on in my life and I know the the bad, the negative, the horrible, the evil, the mean. So I'd, why would I want to continue that? Right. I, I, right. What you focus on expands. Right. I don't want to continue to focus on those things. So that's why I feed my, I try to feed my brain with positive, good things or like lighthearted things because... The negative, like, for in me and my life has no more room to grow. I refuse. I fucking refuse. Yeah. So. Well, you know. That's just where I'm at. And with that negative shit, I'm working on it. I'm a work in progress because. You're doing very well, darling. I think, I think I it, am, take, but it takes people. I mean, people are in therapy for 10, 15 I, years before they have. You know absolutely. what I mean? Like, it takes. I absolutely. am at the point where I am catching myself. Yeah. So, like, whereas before I would do something and not think about it mm-hmm. like you were saying I, I i think about it afterwards like maybe i wasn't in that moment but i i'm thinking about it mm-hmm. i'm like okay i shouldn't have done that like you know i told you all that story that one i went up to the office at work and there was some lady <laughs> there and she was kind of just giving me shit and yeah. i'm like why the fuck are you like on me right now like and she was like oh you're 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 crabby 
And I'm like, I'm not fucking crabby. I'm like, I'm just waiting for. Like, I know what the situation That's just is. Her projecting her shit onto you, though. I know, yeah. but I was. You have to learn that. I was too. less it's than friendly to her because yeah. because of that. Like it set me off, and I was like, mm. so everything she was saying to me, I was like, no. Like, but you're also you're me. human too. We're all human. We all sometimes. That's what I mean. But, so after that, yeah. I looked at it. I'm like, all right, yeah. I. I We're not always going to respond but. in the way that we want to, but but that's what's important, that you look back and you have the insight to know and, like, change your behavior for the future. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been trying to do that. Um, and those were basically the things that I really took away from it. There was also his his conversation with his daughter at the beginning and then it bookends at the end. Mm-hmm. And We talked about that with the, like, love language. Yeah, it's yeah. just, it's, it's, it's... Like, okay, so she called him up. I mean, this is common. He's a he's a rapper. He's an actor. He does all these things, right? Mm-hmm. And and he has, he has a daughter. And How old is she? She's older. She was in college, I think, at this point. Okay. And, but she called him early in the morning. She had been drinking, and she kind of just unloaded on him, like, all this shit. Yeah. And she was basically saying, like, how she felt about, like, her childhood and how she grew up and things like that. And, and he was basically defending himself saying but yeah i but i gave you everything like i gave you all this i gave you all that and all she really wanted was for him to be around more like to be there yeah do you know what i mean and a lot of parents i think or a lot of people in general speaking her love language yeah she wanted to be loved she wanted him to show up and like quality time and probably like acts of service and And he he was was thinking gifting and like making sure she's provided for but what people don't realize is that you're not showing up for the person the way that they want them to. But I also think it's important for people to realize on the flip side that they're trying. Yeah. Like you have yeah. to see the effort. But I think one of the, the yeah. most important lessons I've learned in life is just because someone doesn't love you the way you want them to does not mean they're not loving you the best way they know how. Right. Right. So it's like a double edged sword. It is way. because you're, expi- I mean, the, the, I don't know, not having expectations of people is a really important thing, I think, especially when it comes to it's that. Very like, hard. It's very hard. You can't expect yeah. people to love you the way that you want to be loved, but you can love them the best way that right. you know how to love. Right. Yeah. Which is, it's hard. I 100% agree. Because right. like for me, like. Which is why everyone should read the five love languages. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. It's a very short read. Please read it, friends. Or audible. It will change your life. <laughs> it's true. I mean. <laughs> I have it. I'll have to read it at some point. I do have it. Brie has it too, so you can Mm. borrow it from either one of us. Michelle has it right now, so when she gives it back to me, I'll give it to you. Okay. Um, but he uh, what was I gonna? Uh, But he he's also a very very very, which is again something that I struggle with because I hold on to a fucking grudge forever, and I don't know if that's, uh, you know, I don't I don't I don't know what that not a grudge, but like if I if I don't like you. Like, I'm probably not going to, like, let up on that. But he has a lot of forgiveness in his heart. And, like, his dad left him when he was super young, mm-hmm. you know, and he grew up with his mom and, and his stepdad or whatever. But he, and, like, he ended up forgiving his father, and, which is a big fucking deal, you know. Yeah. I don't know. And, like, later in his life, he, he like, suppressed memories of, like, being molested as mm-hmm. a kid by another man. Yep. And so I think, like, that came up later. And I think we need to give people room for that and people need to remember the human brain is a a weird thing and it does weird things to people and and i think it's like it's the hardest thing for me to remember for people when they're trying to tell their truths or trying to tell something that happened to them in the past and like that's not true you're lying you're making that up no 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 right give people their room like 
you need to have your mind open to like different things and like everyone perceives things differently from a childhood like my brothers and i all grew up in the same house but we probably all receive it in different ways you know and like the same with you and your sisters for sure i've said that to rj a thousand times i'm like we grew up in the same house but we had very different like childhoods childhoods. absolutely like we uh, like we just did like it you know the way that he got treated was different than how i got treated not not in a bad way necessarily but just because like he was understood more and I wasn't because a lot of my issues were just like I had depression from the age I was like 10 right to whenever and that was a whole like thing and a lot came with that versus like staying out late you know what I mean there, right. there's there right. you can handle a kid that doesn't stay out late because I can ground you but I can't ground well, you for like it's being sad being sad and cutting yourself like I can't do that so it's it's a whole yeah well I, you know and in my family for for me and my siblings it's it's literally we grew up in two different times you guys really did my parents had kim kelly you know in the fucking 70s yeah and then there was a long period of time and then me and katie came came around 80s babies 80s babies And, and and you know i mean it's two different times like when they were younger my parents were fucking 18 19 years old 20 yeah and they were living in Florida and they, everything was brand new and they were broke and you know what I mean? Like things were just different. And you know, when me and Katie came around, things were a little easier. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we did this. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. So yeah, we, we, we had a, you know, we didn't have it as as tough as maybe they did, but yeah, but yeah, he's just, he, He's just a very forgiving person. And when he went to the jails and whatnot, like that was very eye opening. He did a lot of work for jail reform and like listening to inmates. And the book's so good. Like, please read it. Well, the one thing that he said about the inmates was that a lot of these inmates that are in there, I mean, granted, there there are a shitload of people that are just monsters and, you know, that deserve deserve to be in there. I don't even want to say deserve, but need to be in there because they're where else, like what else would you do? But he, he just, he talked about a lot of these kids and, you know, they made, they made, granted it was a big mistake, but they made a mistake when they were like 17 or 18 years old and they have to live with that for the rest of their lives. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these guys were very appreciative that, that he kind of gave them, he treated them like they were people. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like he gave him time to talk and it's just pretty amazing what he does. Cause not everybody will do that. Go talk to people that are in there for murder and in there for the rest of their lives. And they won't treat them like they're normal human beings. You know, who's amazing at that fucking Kim Kardashian. Mm. She's like a huge advocate of getting people out of jail who are in there for ridiculous reasons yeah, or reasons like it's that... crazy to me that a drug dealer for weed yeah is, is in jail for years and a, a rapist goes in for one and is out mm-hmm. or less than that or it's... like a somebody like a pedophile yeah. or something right. like that or even right. even not so much now but like i mean dj you listen to the same things that i do like murderers sometimes will go into jail yeah. for, and they'll be sentenced to like well especially back 20, in the day yeah I mean, back in the guy. day yeah and they'll be sentenced to 25 years and they'll be out in seven for good behavior. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that. Yeah. But there, the, the, there was one other story in there that I really liked. And he, 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 uh, he was talking about his stepdad and his, and his mom and his mom had to go in for some like routine. Like uh, or it was, it was, she was getting surgery mm-hmm. and, um, and he just was talking about like the love that they had between each other. And, 
that he like really does want that because he struggled like with relationships and I think maybe he's a little I, I, if uh, I finicky or hard to get not hard to get along with but he's very he wants particular yes and, yeah. but if I had to guess it probably in deeper it has to do with him being molested as yeah. a child that really, oh I'm sure yeah, yeah that, that he's that, got some sort yeah, of that cuts deep yeah but you know he he just saw the, the that like unconditional love that his stepdad had for his mom and like that's really what like he wants and i you know and and i see that too like i I, i'm glad like my you know it's not like that for everybody my parents have been together for almost 50 fucking years yeah which is insane to me like i do you know what i mean like being with one person for 50 years just seems mind-blowing to me like yeah it's beautiful though like it is and like having someone be a witness to your life and i'm glad that i got to grow up and see that like i you know i've me personally, out of all my siblings, I've been around for more, for more of everything. You yeah. know what I mean? Like as far as my parents are concerned, and you know, I've seen them at bad times, I've seen them at good times, but they really do like love each other, and that is, and I think, and again, it, like resonates with me. Like I, that's what I want, and also, you know, Katie is like that too. Like her and You're, Frankie have yes. been together yes. since they were in fucking They're high fucking school. Amazing! They I met just love wise. their relationship. Like they that that like, and they. They've been. I've known Frankie since I was twelve, yeah. which is crazy because their son is almost twelve. Yeah. So I'm like, I've 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 known him this long, like it's and it's. And you guys are like brothers. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like, and I never had a brother, so I mean, like, yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. I just I look at those things too, and and I'm glad that I have um, a couple of people that I can look up to and look and look at it and think this is what I want. Yeah. Maybe not. You know. Obviously, I'm getting a little older, so it may maybe not be as long. But you know what I mean. Like, I do want that love. Mm-hmm. I want that unconditional love. Like, I, I think we all do. That's de- that's genuinely what I want. Like, genuinely more than anything in this earth. Mm-hmm. That's why I love Chewie so much, even though oh I know that we God, hate him. Hey. I, it's it's true though. Like 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 I know that I bring him up all the time. But like when I went through a fucking shitty breakup, like. And got Chewy. That was, like, amazing. But then I was like, this is, like, the only thing on Earth that's ever going to look at me like it does. And, yeah. like, he just... Good days, bad days. Like, that's why that's why most people have dogs. Like, dogs are unconditional love. Like, that's what it looks like. Yeah. And it's amazing. It is. But, like I said, I didn't want to, like, dissect the whole book because I don't think I'd do it justice. But I do think everybody should read it. What's it's the a name really of the good, book? Uh, Let Love Have the Last Word. And it is very good. I've read it. I read it a long time ago. Yeah, and like for me, this will probably be like a book that I always keep. Like I, you know, books that come go back and go. To. Yeah, because it just came to me at a time that I honestly that really needed, needed it, and I took a lot out of it that I didn't think I would. Like when I read it, I wasn't thinking. Like I, you know, I know common. I know common more as an actor than I do even a rapper. I don't. I I haven't listened to a lot of his stuff, yeah. but I like common. I love his acting. But I, I wasn't expecting the book to speak to like, you like connect to me the way that it did. His rapping is more like spoken word to me, like poetry. It is poetry, yeah. yeah. I love it. That's why I think that's why I'm like, mm. <laughs> mm. But yeah, so, I, you know, like I said, I don't know if that was about the book or if it was me surviving my life right now. I mean, it is what it is. But this book helped me a lot at a time when I needed it. Mm-hmm. So that's that's that's, your story that's my story and you're sticking to it yup good (laughs) all right well we're gonna take a break cool and then we'll come back with Bree's story yes okay why are you looking at me like that and we're back we's back oh Uh, shit hello hi hello 
Hello, governor. Like, did I say that with an accent? What just happened? I don't know. That's how I heard it. Well. Hello. <laughs> how are we? God. <laughs> what if what if that's how everybody talked when you got over there? Hello, Bray. How are ya? I'm so excited. That's more Australian than it is, is it? British. Yeah, is it? I feel like, yeah. Or like maybe, I don't know. Well, whatever. The I guess gray, we'll find the out. The great British bacon, Joe. And it's just feeding my soul. I can't wait. I want to go to England so bad. I just want to meet like a nice old woman. Because they have like a nice way of talking <laughs> nice about them. Like an English woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I could probably just She'd sit be there and like, oh, darling, you're so lovely. You want to spot the tea. That's what my hopes and dreams are. Put some basil in the croissant. I don't know what any of that means. Mm-hmm. What's basil? Basil. Oh. Duh. Duh, DJ. I'm so sorry. Mm, basil. Know, know your herbs. Hubs. I do know what basil is. <laughs> I don't know what basil is. <laughs> basil. <laughs> God. Okay. Well. Anyway, who's got a story next? Bree. Tis I. Tis Bree. Tis I. Okay. So tell your story, man. <laughs> oh my gosh. Why are you yelling at me? I don't know. I just you came over. You always yell at me. I don't like it. God. <laughs> Coming in hot. <laughs> yes, he was. Lord have mercy. I had to startle you. Go. And you did. Congrats. Okay, so my story this week is a little weird for me and a little out of the repertoire. But nice. um I I kind of I don't even know if it's a surviving life necessarily thing but i kind of just wanted your guys's opinion on it i thought it was a very interesting topic um so i listen to ted talks a lot that's like my thing mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know Britt. if you hear me in the morning you have my routine and usually like by the end of my i morning, do hear your ted talks and i receive your ted talks uh, well <laughs> usually i'm listening to a ted talk or like a podcast or something but um one of the ones i listened to recently which uh, was again is kind of like out of my repertoire i probably would not have picked it out of like a lineup but I uh, get, like, TED Talks that are recommended for you based on, like, genres that I, like, said that I I liked. The algorithm. And um, being a nurse, this one, like, kind of um, was interesting to me. And, Brittany, I think you'll, working in nursing homes, you'll get this. Um, But it was um, a way of surviving life through surviving death, maybe, for your families. Um, So it's about death by dignity. Okay. Um, which in a few states is is a thing. Uh, it's like Oregon, Washington, California, maybe Arizona. It's like more of like the western states, obviously. So what does that mean exactly? Okay, so here so we like are. So like euthanasia? Is that like kind of? Yeah. That's what I, yeah, yeah. That's exactly. what I was thinking. Exactly. So here we are. Um. So Dr. Kavorkian is probably rolling over in his grave right now, pissed as hell. Oh yeah. Because it's now a thing in some states. That's what he did. Well, well, I mean, well, to, yeah, to but um, you have to qualify. There's certain qualifications. Like I think you have to be on hospice. You have to have a terminal illness. Like all this stuff to qualify for death by dignity and your doctor has to sign off on it so like nobody in this like off the street can just walk in and right, be like hey right yeah. um and um so you have to have certain illnesses obviously and the doctor has to sign off on it and you either can take a pill i think that works a little longer than or like a liquid that you take and like burns your throat and like that'll take your life quicker Ooh. Yes. Um, so I don't know if I would want that. Yeah, it sounds painful. Yeah. Right, right. But if you're dying from cancer, terminal illness, and you're suffering, yep. and you're you, in constant you know, pain, and you, you don't have any control over your life, and you want some kind of control, like this is your way like to decide how you die. 
Okay. And I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know where I stand on it. Even being a nurse and like seeing hospice patients and like, I think I will forever until the day I die, I remember this one patient when she was passing away. It's not more so about the patient for me. It's like their family members seeing how they grieve. So maybe this for me is like helping them survive it. Right. Um, but this one son was just like, he was so upset and I just remember him on his hands and knees by his mom's bed like someone help me help her like just crying like so helpless like Mm -hmm. it just like he couldn't like just his grieving like oh god it just rattled me yeah I think to this day I will never ever 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 forget it and um so this woman is doing this TED talk she's a designer of some sort um I listened to it a while ago and we were I kind of I didn't re-listen to the episode before we recorded, so just bear with me, everyone. So I'm just going to give, like, a brief synopsis. But she was a designer of some sort. I don't know if it was, like, clothing or, like, lifestyle or something. But she's Asian-American. Her parents are from, um, it's either, I think, China. And then they immigrated over here. So her mom was, like, suppressed her whole life, like, just fighting her way. Because, you know, in China, like, the whites right the rights for women are just like nothing oh, yeah. yeah you know so then she came over here and like the internment camps were a thing for the asian americans and like even now like people are being really racist towards asian americans because now they're blaming them for the coronavirus calling it the well yeah now virus. it's that like yes. it, i don't even want to say it's yeah. heightened it's just more exposed yes so um you know and she worked very hard to provide a life for her children like this woman i think she had two or three other brothers and sisters and um the mom worked her whole life just to put her kids through school and like all these things and then she had cancer um and then it went into remission and for like 12 years she was fighting and then it like came back with a vengeance Mm -hmm. and like so they were going to see this doctor and she they brought up the death by dignity thing and the doctor was like no so you're basically at the doctor's mercy at this point, with right. It, right? And the doctor was like, no, you have like all these other options, blah, blah, blah. And the mom just like, she was just devastated because she just didn't have control in like her whole life. She was just like, from what I got from the TED Talk, was just trying to find like some control over her life, like just figure it out, you know? And um, so her children were really supportive and they all took care of her doing this. And they like, the mom really loved the Beatles and Brittany, I know you're a fan of the Beatles and they would uh, just try to get her exercise, like, to make her feel better, like, to get out of bed. And they mm-hmm. would, like, dance around the kitchen island so many times to, like, you know, different Beatles songs. And then, like, her one sister was a a doctor, a psychiatrist at some point. So they would sneak her into the sister's office just so she could get showers so she wouldn't have to climb up the stairs. And, like, yeah. they watch YouTube videos to learn how to cut her hair. So, like, throughout this, like whole process of her end of life they really celebrated her and like rallied around her and like tried to help her and like so many months went on and the cancer just wasn't going away yeah and the doctor like long story short eventually the doctor was just like okay like your cancer spreading and the mom was like i know and so eventually like long story short he signs off on it so on the death by dignity yes and so she sets up like her whole funeral and like this is what she wants. This is what she doesn't want. She doesn't really want flowers. But if she did, she wants, like, these certain kind of flowers. Yeah. And, like, you know, the mom had some sass, some spunk. And, like, I just thought about it. Because, you know, like, a lot of times when people die, you're just waiting. And I've had two, three of uh, very close family members on my mom's side of the family all die from cancer. My cousin Nate was 30. Mm-hmm. His mom, Aunt Jean, was, like, I think in her early, late 50s, early 60s, maybe. 
and my papap was in his late 60s yeah 70s something like that and they all died of cancer and it was extremely difficult to watch all of them just waste away and i think especially for me and just like wait to die yeah especially for my aunt jean because she her time with it was the longest like her uh journey through it like my cousin nate we found out about it and then like a couple months later it was there he was yeah and you were just like holy shit like he was just gone like wasted away before our eyes yeah and my pap too he didn't tell anyone he was sick so for we didn't see like the long haul i just was in california at the time and i remember my yeah my family called me and they were like you know you got to come home and i was like what and they were like yeah pap's sick like you got to come home my mom was taking care of him already for a week and i came home and then my mom and i would take turns staying up with him throughout the night and I mean, that was extremely difficult. And I think if he, out of all of them, had had the the choice, he probably would have took death by dignity. Yeah. Like he very much lived a life that he wanted, did things the way he wanted them to. Um, so I don't know how I feel about it. You know, if you can give someone that gift, to the day you're born and the day you die are the two most important days in your life. You can't get them back. You, there's no redo. Yeah. And I think it's so hard for people to let go sometimes, even because you know you see it in the retirement homes. I was gonna say it's usually like, um, from what I've seen over the years, it's always family. Yeah, it's always family that wants. And they're so they're so to hold on. Yeah, they displace their anger and their guilt a lot of times onto the nurses and nursing staff, and and uh, went to all the staff really. Like I've seen everybody get yelled at for reasons that are literally beyond their control right and as a nurse i've learned to just eat it because Mm -hmm. you understand where they're coming like it's it's a sad time and i think people don't realize how precious human life is until it's at the end you don't get a redo this is you can't get time back you can't reappreciate things that you didn't appreciate yeah you know so i think if i could pick the way I was going to die and choose and like have a celebration of life. Like you absolutely plan like, out. Imagine your... having a party literally the day before you die and you know, the next day you're going to drink this stuff. That's yeah. Gonna make you go out and you're already like have some kind of illness and like you can kind of do things on your terms and you can take control over that. Like imagine having a disease that's eating you alive. Literally you have no control over it. Yeah. But then you get this one thing this magic elixir or pill or something that gives you that timeline, you know, this is how it's going to end. But then again, like if you're spiritual or you're religious, like I go back into like, I'm pretty spiritual and like, you know, the different books I've read, many lives, many masters, you're here for a reason. You die for a reason. Like the different things you go through is for a reason. You're supposed to go through your process. Right. Are you, are you by skipping a process or are you skipping through something? So that's why maybe I'm thinking this is more for the families to survive life or are you surviving for your next life like i don't know like it's just like i thought this was interesting right i feel like yeah i feel like if wouldn't that be part of your process though like if you were choosing to do that like even though you're not letting nature take its course it's still you're choosing to do this it's part of your process and this is inevitably how it was all meant to be if you believe in fate and you believe in like you you create your own right whatever i i'd be willing to say i'm the more morbid person on this podcast so i 100 percent support choosing in in, in that context because like obviously that's not something that people should just be able to do willy-nilly but 
if you have something that's literally killing you and eating you from the inside out. I I, I agree. I mean, because I've seen it too. You know what I mean? Like in nursing homes and within my life. And it's, it's a horrible thing to watch somebody hold on, especially when they don't want to. Yeah. I, I mean, I watched my grandmother, she had cancer and I, there's a, there's a lot of regrets with that because it was like you were saying, like you watch somebody go from this woman that you've always known. And she's so like, Alive. she was the best fucking grandmother. Like she was awesome. She was energetic. She was always around. Yeah. And then to see what the cancer did to her, it was, it was, it was awful. I almost couldn't even like look at her because I didn't want to, I didn't want that to be my my last memory of my grandmother. Right. Was this lady who couldn't, she she literally couldn't take care of herself at all. Yeah. I mean, and she was just, I don't know. It, it's just hard. And, and if you're going through something like that, I totally think that you should be able to. I remember when my uncle passed away. Um, He passed away probably like, gosh, I don't know the timeline, but. It was within a year of when his wife passed. And I 100% believe in the broken heart syndrome. But then, like, his health was failing and he was on dialysis. And I remember, like, one of the last times that I saw him. And it and it really was just, like, so heartbreaking. And even leading up until, like, that time, it was just, like, because he was on dialysis. Like, but prior to that, even, it was, like, he had to be reminded to go to the bathroom and, like, that kind of stuff. And it was just, like, seeing uh, this person that... Like what kind of quality of life? Exactly. Yeah. And, and you know, his wife had passed too. So it was just like, he just wanted to like, that's where he wanted to be was like whatever he believed in, which was, you know, he wanted to be with her wherever she was at. So like, I think that had a part to do with it too. So I am a hundred percent on, I like, I, I think death by dignity is an option that everybody should have. If they're in a situation like that. I think it's an extremely brave thing for someone to do. It is. Uh, and what made me think of this, um, I know you've watched Grace and Frankie on Netflix. Oh, I um, just finished it. Did you so good. remember the episode they have with their friend Babe? So they have this friend Babe that's like, so Frankie is like super like spiritual, hippie, yeah. like kind of out there. And then Grace is this like hoity-toity, uppity, like whatever. But they have this friend Babe that's kind of like, balances between them both yes and she has cancer and it comes back and then she does a death by dignity mm-hmm. and of course um frankie's like with it like yeah I'm getting, I'm getting goosebumps from it and they have this big party and like she's like okay with it and she's like anything she wants but grace is just pissed because grace is like more conservative you know and is just kind of not that's not her repertoire like her way of thinking but eventually she comes around and they do celebrate her life yeah that's what it is though like funerals are for sure for the living they're not for the dead a hundred percent and funerals should be a celebration of life absolutely should be but we've turned them into something somber exactly and that's why i don't particularly love them but like it's important for me to go there and show up for other people but i think by like life is such a beautiful thing without Mm -hmm. me getting too touchy-feely or whatever and i just wish more people really cherished it and looked at that way and like when you're when someone close to you dies of course it is a traumatizing sad thing but it should be a wake-up call like we're in some way it should be we're only here for 
so long like it's short it is yeah. short. Enjoy that and i know shit. like you know dj you pickle me about the birds and stuff but that's why <laughs> I, yeah i truly love the sound of birds and nature and things like that because it's this is amazing like they're amazing things you know and so if i'm ever going to do a death by dignity it's gonna be out in the motherfucking woods with a waterfall and some birds and just like that's how i would want to go out so yeah. it's like are you, you're surviving literally the last minute of your life the way you want to yeah so i mean i am but there is a small part of me that's like i don't know are you messing with life are you messing with faith though by doing that i don't like, think so i don't know i, I don't think know. that whatever choice you make is you're supposed to make yeah. in your life like i mean and that's just I, I i don't know i don't have anything to back that up that's just something that i've had to like a belief a belief yeah. that i have had and that's the, one of the things that has helped me get through life that every single thing that happens to me happens because it's supposed to happen not necessarily for a reason but like it happens because it's supposed to lead me into the next we just heard a knocking really? <laughs> i thought it was me but i it we me. just heard a knocking that's why we all just kind of at my door come uh, and knock on my door oh my god i'll be waiting for you <laughs> <laughs> that's so weird that's so weird i don't know um but anyway but yeah i don't think that necessarily everything happens for a reason but i think that every choice you make in life leads you to the next phase or the next thing that you're supposed to do and if that choice is death by dignity then that's the choice you're supposed to make yeah i don't i don't know like i said i'm just it's it's and i kind of feel like the religious people are gonna get on it like with the abortion thing Uh, no you know what i I don't uh, think they would though because it's a whole different it's a whole different thing because people are so against abortion but let me tell you, like those little kids that are in cages right now, people don't give a shit about them. Exactly, the kids at the, the border, same people yeah, that ta- that exactly. are talking about abortions exactly. are not the people that are talking about protecting kids. There's no such thing as other people's children. We should be just as worried about the Mexican children at the border as we are about our own. Right, and, and they're not. And uh, we should be. If you don't understand why people are coming over here, like, then do something to understand why. Like, yeah their living situations are fucking horrible yeah and it's just like people who are like welfare moms and like that kind of stuff exactly people are so against helping other people sometimes it makes me sick but anyway another different yeah that's a whole different topic sorry i could go on about that uh, for hours but same Same. but yeah just like the ted talk is very interesting i suggest people just listen to it because the woman you can tell she goes through different feelings too like i'm sure in the beginning you know her mom talking about wanting to do this she felt a different way and then she kind of and she tells her mom she's like mom you're like me you're like a designer and she said her mom like perks up she's like what you think you think i'm creative like a designer and she's like yes mom like you're designing your life like you're choosing how you want to end it and i like that's just such a beautiful thing if we all could put our own feelings aside and just allow people to do what's best for them i think in life there's so many times like oprah has the and now again don't hate me but oprah has that quote that says um love more. Like dj's face right now anyway oprah has a quote that says love more care less and like people are like no if you if you love people you're going to care but sometimes your caring gets in the way of love like you just have to let people do what's right for them as hard as that is and it might be against every single thing so can i play like, devil's advocate for a minute yeah because people will compare this to suicide 
and exactly. I, I and, was getting to that I okay was getting all to right that because, finish your finish your thought then. yeah yeah because it's love more care less but then and and you just have to let people do what's right for them and I'm the type of person that when I hear someone's killed themselves I don't think they're selfish I'm like you know what like shame on us for making them feel so terrible about life or that's exactly like, how so I feel hard, about suicide so hard that the, just to live in their own skin. I think it's sad. Now, I do think there's different ways, though. If you're going to kill yourself and you've got little kids and a wife, don't fucking kill yourself in your house. Go do it out somewhere where your wife's not going to find you and your children aren't going to find you. Yeah. So don't, don't do that. I, I I know a story or a person. Anyway, I, um, there is this guy who, like, was on the phone with his wife why he killed her and like and for me it's like uh, that is like obviously i don't think that's something that you should do but it's just like when people do things like that i feel like it's like this very intense dramatic way of saying you hurt me so this is the product of you hurting me and not i'm not saying that it's okay but because i don't think that it is i think that if you are going to do something like that. Like hopefully nobody ever feels that way. Cause it's a horrible way to feel, but that's almost like a, a one last like punch in the gut or and something. That's like extremely I, selfish. I'm sorry. Like don't do that. Don't do that to somebody. Don't do that to your children. Don't do that to your wife. If it, you're going to do it and you feel like you cannot survive on this earth, okay. I'm so sorry that you feel that way. Take but, yourself out of a... Yeah, go out know. into a field or, like, do it whatever or, like, wherever. But do not do it where someone that, like, absolutely loved and adore you. you is going to have yeah, to come th- see no, you. No, that's what I'm saying is that, that I... Yeah. Not, not that I'm saying that I agree with it, but I think that when people do it in such a dramatic way like that they're trying to say they're it's like their last statement yeah it's their last statement and and i i i mean i can't speak for everybody's backstory because i don't know but it it feels like and it seems like when people do something like that dj's phone's like blowing up right now it's aggressive um it's like um it's like they're trying to let everyone know how badly they were hurting if that makes sense. But a lot of times when it's to like, that I don't point, think that it's okay. Right. But a lot of times when it's to that point, it's just like people just won't help themselves. Like you can't like when someone's that depressed, like what can you do? You can want them to go to therapy. You can want them to get help, but essentially unless people do it for themselves, like what can you do? I always think the best thing that you can do for people. And this is just me speaking from my personal experience is just, like I mean, it it goes back to the love more, care less. Just be there for people. Like, but that's I mean, but again, that's easier said than done because again, going back to teetering between, you know, showing empathy and love for someone, but also too sometimes people in their depression and their whatever they treat you very badly and they're fucking mean and people don't deserve that. Nobody deserves so, that, and, right? And so it's one of those things where it's like if you can't treat yourself, right whatever it's 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 it's, a cycle it is a cycle and it's it's a hard thing to understand it is and there's different on on all angles exactly so with this death by suicide thing it's like do you are we teetering the line between some people are extremely clinically depressed and it's a real thing i 100 i've read uh an unquiet mind which i suggest everyone read to 
really understand, especially like bipolar and manic depressive disorder, like schizoaffective, like Mm -hmm. read it because you will understand it on a whole nother level. But do people get to do death by dignity if you're that depressed? Like, who's to decide that? Do you know what I mean? Because there's some doctors out there, like, this doctor wouldn't sign off on it at first. Like, you're literally at the despair of a doctor. Mm -hmm. And depending on what his views are, and a lot of doctors aren't necessarily spiritual. They're very medical, very clinical, like, you know. I mean, doctors are trying to deal with abortion, or not doctors, but people are trying to deal with abortions right now because they think that it's... I, I don't mean, yeah i mean we can get into the discussion yeah about it's yeah that's a whole different thing years, but, but but so you're literally at the hands of someone else so i don't know i'm like i'm but, i'm torn when you think of with that too because like there are like somebody who's been depressed basically her whole life like uh, there are days where like if death by dignity was a choice for me i 100 percent would have been like hey can you sign this doc please you know what i mean like a hundred percent would have so uh, there i mean if it's death by dignity it has to be like yeah what are the requirements you know the requirements would a hundred percent have to be like something's killing you from the inside out like not just your depression and right now those are the requirements but i'm just saying i can see in the future there being a very big gray area and people fighting because like i just always think at the end of the day they would think they would they would say well you can cure yourself you there are these other outlets do you know what i mean even if you are that depressed after reading this book DJ, I don't know. For some, well, I mean, I know that there's people some, out there that are just like super, like it's just it's how a they're living. Imbalance. But it's I mean, something like there's some people out there that unfortunately are like certain things. There's some people that don't bounce back from rape. There's some yeah. people that don't bounce back from their spouse beating them for their whole life, or like a shitty childhood, or I, just a shitty traumatic uh, experience. Like it only takes, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. like it only takes one thing happening I, to you in your life to like. Right. There are some people that can bounce back, and it's great and it's wonderful. But like, there's some people that they carry that for the whole entire life. And it's not. I I feel like when people carry stuff like that, I don't necessarily feel like it's a choice. But I feel like ugh, I'm trying to. I, Somebody they don't even g- realize it sometimes how I they're feel coming like off or how they're treating other people. It would somebody gave me like a great analogy one time like it's in homeward bound where they're like stuck in a hole and yeah. they can't get out. And and like eventually they do. Yeah. You know. But like initially that depression that people feel or whatever what whatever it may be like, like you can't climb out of that you're hole. You're in that fucking hole and like it's really hard to get out of that hole sometimes for some people. Yeah. Uh, like I, again, with Oprah, I watched another one of her podcasts. I was listening to the Oprah show. She handpicked different episodes from the Oprah show and she shares them on her podcast. And one of the most recent ones I listened to, this dad was depressed and um he was having thoughts of killing his he had twin daughters he was having thoughts of killing them because he thought they were depressed like his mind was telling him that right and he knew this and he knew it was wrong and he chose not to go get help he chose not to go see someone even though he knew it was wrong and then his wife left him alone with the kids because she never knew he never shared this with her that he had these thoughts and she was going to get her hair cut for like an hour and she came back and he murdered them he stabbed them both yeah to death his five-year-old daughters 
And so Oprah was going in on him. Like, she was just like, you knew this. Like, you knew where you were depressed. Why didn't you go get help? And he didn't have an answer for that. And that's where I get fucked up. I'm like, no, you take responsibility for that. If you're having these thoughts, like, he admitted that he knew it was wrong. Right. And you know that what you're doing and how you're feeling is affecting other people. Why are you not choosing to go get help? Like, and I understand that feeling stuck in a hole, whatever. But at the end of the day, like, you know, killing your children's wrong, no matter how you feel about it. I mean, that I, uh, it's I'm t- it's it's it's, yeah. so, it's such a touchy subject because it's also you could also say like you could also say that for like serial killers, like they know that killing somebody is wrong, but there is and this is not me defending serial killers, but there is something in them that that is stronger than that feeling yeah but they also get enjoyment out of it well they do they so. do but there's but there is um there's something stronger in them though that like uh, it, which is probably the enjoyment that outweighs the i know this is wrong but the enjoyment that i'm going to get from this outweighs the doing the wrong thing so i would imagine it's the same for somebody who is like in this guy's situation, like he knows it's wrong and he knows he shouldn't do it and he's not getting enjoyment from it, but maybe he's getting some sort of peace from it. And maybe he thinks that that like it, it, this is me just like trying to figure out what this guy's thought process was, but like maybe he thought that like killing his children would give him some sort of peace. Not that that's okay, but like, or or something like there. I would lean more to the fact that he probably thought it was going to give them peace, or that, or yeah, like there. You there, know what I mean? Like, that makes more sense. It but kind like, of was a build up though. That's yeah. what bothered me about it because he did think that he did think he was setting them free, like he was helping them. But it was a build up. He it was a small. He said at first it was a small voice, and he ignored it, ignored it, ignored it. So he was too proud. He admitted he was too proud right. to go to therapy instead of like so it could have saved the life of his children. But the love, so was he normal? Like, like not, I would say normal, but like, was he like a fun? Like, Funky. would you have known? Would you have known it no. if you did? You no. like, you would have no, no. idea. No. Yeah, and that's no. a scary thing because there's probably a lot of people what, out what there that, that that. What is that fucking documentary that came out with the where it was like all just the police footage and like text messages and stuff about the guy who cr- oh, killed, his killed his wife, his kids, and like an American. Oh, oh. Was it on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think like, all three of us watched it. Yeah. I didn't watch it. Maybe we just told you about yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. I had said I like maybe wanted to watch it, but I didn't. But I. But know. like, it's the one where he buried them under the concrete. And then or he, something. yeah, and then yeah. he like blamed his wife for doing it. Like, I mean, yeah. he did it for selfish reasons, right. obviously. But right. like, I think that's basically what it comes down to with anyone that like with something like that anyway, where it's like, you know what? Even if you know what you're doing is wrong, there's something else inside of you that is telling you that if you do this thing that is wrong it's gonna give you some sort of peace or enjoyment or or, or something or yeah. or validation or whatever like yeah it's all it, with the, the depression and suicide it's all just a touchy subject but that's why i think we need as a society to uh make it less stigmatized and less you know get it out in the open talk about it like don't make people feel bad i think it's it. come it's come a, a long, long way. Made leaps and bounds. Yeah, I, I mean, agree. Christ, if this would have happened, you know, 30, 40 years ago, they would have sent you to uh, the, the psych ward. Yeah. Yeah. Shunned for the rest of right, your life. Right. Yeah. But yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know. But as yeah. far as death by dignity goes, as far as like you have an ailment, you have a you have cancer or a disease, right. you're like and you know it's going to take you out. Like I, it's terminal. If I found yeah. out I had cancer, one, I probably wouldn't tell anybody. Two, I would like if death by dignity was a choice, I a hundred and ten percent would take it. Like if I if I knew, you know what I mean. Like if I got diagnosed with like terminal, stage four yeah. something tomorrow, yeah. yeah, and they were like, oh, you have five years left to live, I'd be like, oh, what's that life gonna look like? Yeah, you know what I mean, like. Yeah. But I don't know. Then again, you hear these things where these people get diagnosed with like stage four cancer and they change their whole diet and they're doing like whole foods, like whatever, and then they cure it. I mean, I I think I that there's know. I think I that there should be stipulations to it. Like I I don't think that, you know, if I got diagnosed with some sort of cancer tomorrow, I should be like, well, that's it. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> bye. Thanks. Bye. Like I I feel like you should have to try. Yeah, and a I little. And I haven't or, really like dove into the you know the stipulations of it. I do know that there's certain regulations and like you have to fit the bill for certain things. And like I said, you are at the basically the answer to your doctor you have to answer you're at to the your mercy do- yeah. of him yeah yeah but like the the doctor or oncologist or whoever has to sign off on it but i just thought it was an interesting thing i i don't necessarily i feel like i kind of know where i stand on it but i'm not 100 percent on the line one way or the other and it's just an interesting thing and i'm interested to see as we get older where it goes and and how more common it is like i don't know i'm 32 right now who's to say when i'm 52 being a nurse you know if it's a thing where you're i mean now when we get a new admission they have to sign off on a pulse whether you want to be resuscitated or not or dnr yeah yeah if you want comfort measures whatever so who's not to say in 30 years you're going to be signing off like do you want death by dignity do you want the pill do you want the like like what do you want like are you getting lethal injection like who knows i don't know so i just thought that was an interesting thing and you know especially for families like funerals are probably going to look a lot different i think it's a good thing for the elderly community i agree i don't think it's good for people suffering from like any kind of mental illness because i mean i've been very resilient to a lot of i don't even want to say resilient i just haven't been ready for a lot of things but there are options Mm -hmm. you can get better yeah and i know you can get better like absolutely i just i think with the mental illness thing just 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 because of how things end up progressing and things will it's it's kind of how things go right if that were a thing, right? If you were, if people were signing off on on people that had just a mental illness, there would be some crooked ass doctor out there that would be given over. Do you know what I mean? They'd be signing off on shit that maybe somebody could get help. Somebody right. could go. Somebody they, they, like you said, you were like you had times where it was like, okay, here, yeah, I got that. Give it, give it to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there's people that could get out of these holes, and they're just like in that state right then, and a doctor will just sign it over to him. Like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. And do you know what I mean though? Yeah. I mean, it's just like with anything. I mean, it's just, there's, I don't know. And and honestly, I just think that a lot of this would come some of that. A lot of this, I don't even want to say would it, it would, it, it come, it, it's money. Yeah. Yeah. Beca- it's be- expensive. I know. I do know the, it's expensive, but also it's like, if, what if we kept this person alive? How much more money could we make off of them? Mm. Exactly. So and- it's a, or, or if, if insurances don't cover death by dignity right now and i do know in the 
the TED talk I was listening to, I think the pill was cheaper than the liquid. The pill was like $400 and the liquid that you took that kills you faster is like $4,000. So the mom was like, oh, for sure, give me the cheaper one. And they said she took it like a shot of whiskey. She was like, down and she went. Yeah. um, And like, who's to say, you know, you get diagnosed with ALS, Parkinson's, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, different things like that that are a terminal illness but will kill you over time like it's yeah. a slow progression so at what point do we decide or does the medical board or whoever decide at what time if you're diagnosed with parkinson's when can you decide death by dignity because i could get diagnosed with parkinson's tomorrow but it might not kill me for five years yeah i mean look at michael j fox he's had it since mm-hmm. uh, the 90s his, yeah for, i mean yeah like early nineties, he it? had it and it wasn't, you know, it was it hadn't progressed no. as far as it has but now. But even now, he still has a quality of life, right? And that's what it comes down to, and that's what's fucked up about these. I'm sorry, I can like go on tangent about these insurances because like there's like especially because my experience in retirement homes has been in therapy, and it's just like, well, what's the quality of life of this person? What's the point of giving them therapy? And I told you I watched that John Oliver thing. And there were like, um, they had this one therapist on there where they were like, we had to make this woman do PT, OT and speech. And the next day she died and like she was actively dying the day before, but they wanted to bill Medicare so they could get money. So it's, it's That's a huge thing. insurances should not ever be allowed to decide what somebody's quality of life is not fucking ever. Right. And it's like I did when we did that episode and I, I covered briefly Stephen Hawkins life. You know, I talked about love and yeah. unconditional love. Like his wife, you know, his family rallied around him and they fought for him. And look at all the amazing things amazing he's done. Amazing things he's done. But, yeah. you know, so many people were ready to give up on him. But at the same point, he fought for it too. But also too, are we doing him a disservice? Like what if he was ready to give up? And we, you know, what if someone, a different person with a different mindset has this, is diagnosed with the same diagnosis is ready. They're ready yeah. to go. Is it, is, are we selfish for being like, no, like you need to at least try for a couple years. Like, are we selfish? Cause like at that mental point, they're ready. Like they're ready. They're done. They're ready to die. Like, are we selfish for being like, you know what? Try it out for a couple years. Then maybe we'll revisit this death with dignity. See, I don't, I don't want to say, I, I think there should be some sort of stipulation on that. Like uh, maybe not a couple years, but try it out for a couple more months. Yeah, and as far as that, as far as that yeah, kind of diagnosis goes, that's what happened to this woman in the um, the TED talk. And her daughter was like, "Mom, what does cancer feel like?" And she said, "Fire throughout my whole entire body. It feels like everything on me, inside of me, is on fire." And I do know, working with a lot of hospice patients, you know, they are on in the news. We hear so much about fentanyl, you mm-hmm. know, being laced in heroin. A lot of my patients are on fentanyl, but mm-hmm. the patch, which gets it, it's a fentanyl patch that gets release slow doses like of time fentanyl release. throughout yeah throughout like three days and that keeps them pain free but imagine i don't know i just imagine having to depend on that just to feel comfortable yeah i don't know so again like i just thought the topic was interesting it's it's we could go on tangents about it left right and center i'm sure for days but um yeah i, so. I mean it's definitely interesting and yeah. like it it's it is definitely like you pretty much get to decide if you want to serve like trying to keep surviving right something or not 
It gives people a control. So it does, I think, allow them to survive in the end. Because I think a lot of people go through life and different things have happened to them and they may feel like they didn't have control over this or that. Yeah. So it gives them their last little, like, snippet for their soul to survive, maybe. Yeah. So that's my morbid topic for the week i mean it's it's interesting because i like i've never really thought about death by dignity i think that like i said kevorkian is just pissed as hell right now hell yeah (laughs) rolling over in his grave i I remember when he was a thing too yeah yeah oh and and you know you always hear like those jokes about dr kevorkian but i watched the movie the al pacino portrayed him in a movie and i never i was like he wasn't like an evil. It's not like he was. He was helping people. I he mean, was. in my eye, you know what I they mean. They made people it seem have different. Like people made it seem like he was like this mad scientist. Yeah. Or something. And well, and that's where it comes back to like wanting to keep people alive for selfish reasons because you're not ready to deal with their their death. Even right. if you do get to have death by like, all right, this person decided that they're gonna die on Monday, and it's fucking friday like i have two days left with them like you know what i mean like it, right it's selfish reasons because right. we're we as humans aren't ready to deal with it but i also see the other side of that where it's also it is selfish to want to die because there are people's lives that you impact in some way or another but we're but, all, but we're all gonna die but yeah. we're all gonna die yeah. exactly and i think that if you feel like it's your time you're right, though. They are those the people that choose to do that are very brave because I know myself. I mean, I don't have a, you know, uh, an illness that's gonna kill me, but I hate the thought of death. I just do. It doesn't scare me at all. It, it, it has never scared me. Not it, even it a little bit. It bothers the shit out of me, and it's I. But I do. I think they're 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 very brave people because I don't know if I could. You know what I mean? I just don't know if I could do it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I could do I it just, to myself. I believe in a lot of the different books I've read. I believe in the next life. And I just know, I know in my heart of hearts that there's different things that I've been in this life for a reason that I've been through and that I've encountered different people that I've learned from. And I hope I've impacted people's lives in, in a good way. So I can only hope that the next life is better. I'm not scared. Yeah, I've never been scared to death. And I mean, obviously, I'm an extremely morbid person, but I just like, uh, I agree with you. I think that, like, as shitty as this life is for me sometimes, like, I feel like the next one, like, there's a reason. Every, like, or I don't want to say a reason. There's just everything is supposed to lead you to your next moment, including death, whatever that next moment is. Yeah, it's just a recycle, I think, yeah. you know, and I've, I'm just at a point in my life where I am grateful for life, and I feel like I have more good days than bad days, and I could not be more thankful for the period that I'm in, and I just, I can cope so much better, and I'm, I'm just, I'm thankful for the spot that I'm in in my life for the past, I'd say, year and a half, and yeah, I'm just life is beautiful so i can only hope the next one is even better from the jump that you learned what you were needed that you i can only hope learned what you needed I to learn in this life only hope yes i agree so. <laughs> although let me tell you if 
Chewie tries to do death by dignity. Oh, Brittany, God. Oprah, fucking Chewie. I'm going to fucking freak out. Like <sighs> The if, constants. If, yeah, like, well. thank God that dog doesn't have a voice because I'm sure he would have been like, can somebody please just take me out? I've been alive for 7,000 years. Ready. Like, I'm He's ready. ready. Brittany, you're really doing him a disservice. Just death by dignity. Let's kick him off the no. balcony. No. Okay, fine. She said, like, I, take him I, off the balcony. I wish he And could. he would just, like, I, land with the cats and become their king. I wish well, he could talk. He, He'd be off ready. that balcony. He's ready. He's musty as hell, Brittany. He's ready. He's not musty. He got haircut. He has no fucking teeth. He's got eight His teeth. tongue hangs out of his mouth. It's a blep. He's very raw. He's not. He's got cataracts. Cataracts. He does have cataracts. Mm -hmm. The first time, I, like when I first got him, I just took him to get all his shots because I was like, I don't know what he's had. And I right. took him to get all his shots. Right. And they're like, how old is he? And I was like, I don't know. I was like 11. I don't know. And they're like, I could tell because of his eyes because they're like. I'm Glossed like, over. Yep. Yeah. He needs. Mm -hmm. I knew it. I knew it. No. Gummies will edible. He needs fine. edibles. Could you? Oh my she's god. Trying to, Listen, she's trying no, to put him out. No. He, he thinks I'm gummies Listen, are gonna be strong we, as shit. There like I, I've given Chewy the CBD treats like for oh dogs, and it's so funny because well, he we'll like. Talk to my mom about that. She has. She, tell her to bring yeah, some because. Uh, also, I suggested for the baby shower that we put Chewy in a diaper. <laughs> God. <laughs> like, do you like Hold baby on. games? Doesn't Chewy already wear a diaper? Yeah, but when I thought here, it would be absolutely, like absolutely because he's not pissing on my carpet. I would no. He him. literally, well, I would kick him off the balcony. Try yeah. me one time, Chewy. <laughs> Piss on anything in my home. Balcony. Yeah, Bye. Wears, but I mean, he wears a diaper. He, well, yeah, he wears a diaper. But I thought it would be fun to have like baby games, a real with Chewy, in like a real diaper. Oh my god. Ew. Okay. All right. Well. Okay. So that's 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 my that's Bree's story. Up, but um, yeah. I'm not gonna tell my story this week. Okay. Because okay. we're already at two hours. Okay. And my story is kind of long, and my story involves a bus getting hijacked. Speed and like a whole bunch of children on it. Oh no. So oh, I've heard this. You know this. this I, I, do know I this told one. you. You know this story. I do movie? know this. It's one. not. It, it, uh, might it, 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 it is actually a movie. But yes, my story involves. Uh, it's in 1976 and a yep. bus gets hijacked. That's a good one. Yeah, it's a good story. So you guys are gonna have to hear it next week. <laughs> well, I'm I'm blessed because it is. It, it's hotter than hell. No, it is not. In this room. Okay. I am Bree sweating okay. my ass Okay, off. let's take a sidebar. Bree turned on. There's no air going on in this motherfucker. Well, you're going to look at the thermostat after, but Bree turned it on. Uh. Anyway. Okay. Anyway, so <laughs> how are we surviving this week? Um, what are, What is the, com what do we take away from common? Uh, I think the f like you have to because uh, there was a lot of takeaways from him. I th I feel you have to kind of love people how learn how people want to be loved. Like listen, yeah. like uh, really, you know, try to dig down into people and maybe ask the questions like, how do you feel most loved? Is it by me acts of service? Is it by me like giving you words of affirmation? Is it me showing up for you? Is it me giving you gifts? Like, you know, and if someone's telling you, hey. I don't feel loved, but you're doing X, Y, and Z, then maybe you need to refocus that and be like, okay, I'm loving you the best way I know how, but maybe I'm not loving you the best way that you want to be loved. Yeah. But also from the flip side, just kind of remember that someone's showing up for you. So be thankful for that. The best way that they know how. Yes. For sure. Yes. 
And also death by dignity. Yes. Which is a whole nother barrel of monkeys. Yes. And just, I don't know. I think death is scary and it is sad, but I think as a society, we need to rethink it. We need to relook at it. And, you know, it's, I always say when people die, we're lucky to have you for the time we did, Mm -hmm. especially people that are close to me. And we're not all here for forever. No. And we need to all realize that. And maybe I think people get in touch with their spiritual side or find God or whatever, maybe a little too late in their lives. Like, find I it. I think they get in touch with God or their spiritual side when they're supposed to. Sometimes people don't get it till they're on their deathbed and they've put people through a whole lot of pain. So, so I, I would say maybe try to open yourself up to those things earlier in your life to be able to enjoy the people in your life and and just enjoy life more Mm -hmm. like i can't tell you like it's just so you know walking into work we have this beautiful tree i don't know what the hell it is if it's a dogwood or whatever has these beautiful flowers on it but you know walking into work anymore with covid it's kind of like i just it's like walking the plank but i see this tree and i'm like oh okay there's something it's not that bad there's always a light yes or you know you go into a patient's room and they say something funny or ridiculous and it just makes my day and Mm -hmm. like you know or i bring them water and they're just like thank you thank you thank you i'm like oh my god i just brought you water but they're like so happy yeah you know so i don't know i would say learn to appreciate what you have in front of you for sure sooner Mm -hmm. rather than later absolutely live in that moment Yep, then which brings us back to common too. See, For sure. we wrapped it all up. For sure. You did wrap it up. Nice and no. tight, she said. In hey. a little <laughs> condom. <laughs> Pull out. Okay. Wait, what? Uh, oh, that was a conversation yeah. we had off air. Okay. Yeah. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. So you guys can find <laughs> us on Instagram at Surviving Life Pod, Facebook at Surviving Life, Twitter at Surviving Life Fifteen, and if you have a story, or if or you can give us tips on how to that you love yourself, fuck yeah, or, do that because we want to know. I yeah, know. just I tell know. us things if you have a story, tips, tips, life, please, anything. Bring only on. only I nice things em. though. We don't want negative things. We know we suck sometimes, but so do you. So yeah. So, <laughs> anyway, our episodes are available on Spotify, iTunes, Google, pretty much anywhere you get your podcasts. And rate, review, subscribe, 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 subscribe. Golf yeah. club. Yeah, Golf, club. Golf club. Golf <laughs> club. Okay. Bye.